This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings, welcome inside the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio alongside me, my best friend Mike Harmon. He sounds sexy. As he and that I will right. spend tonight talking sports and killing the remaining four chocolate croissants we bought before the show tonight that sit between us. This could get ugly. Mm. There's no question about it. As we watch some scintillating basketball, NBA action, Bulls and Lakers. Getting oh. after it. Do you like oh, the way balls. I sold that? Bull. I sold that better than anybody you having sold. anything to do with either of those teams. You sold Bull, Bulls versus Lakers like it was 1992. Hey, Bulls versus Lakers. There's Eldon Campbell in the low post. It's Bulls-Lakers, everybody. And Vladi is smoking. It's Magic and Michael and Bulls versus Lakers. Oh, yeah, it's very exciting. The NBA on NBC. Coming up after Nick's Rockets. <laughs> what will will John Starks hit a shot or will they stop OJ's car? We'll tell you coming up next. Well, Czar. <laughs> <laughs> will Phil Jackson wake up on the subway or keep sleeping? 
Hello. I've realized I've just woken him up. Phil, go back to sleep. I think we know what we're doing. Phil, go back to sleep. Mm. Yes, and the nap. Uh, but and so it begins another night. We'll get to the Lakers and and you know I don't like to say I told you so, but I really stay in did your lane. tell you so. No, no, no. We don't stay in your lane now. After last night, Alex Tightshirt, it's a little bit different now. Yeah, no, it's a little. It's a holidays. It's a holiday, holiday. Kinder, gentler. Not stay in your lane, but we're stay saying, in your lane. No, 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 no. That's angry. No, no. Now we're. Yeah, no, after last night, we're staying in our lane. That's what it is. Hello. He's not your Venus. Thank you for being a Knicks season ticket holder. Phil, He's not my Venus. Phil, your lane is a nap, okay? So, Phil, that's where your lane should be right We call this a Brokeback Mountain Phil, game uh, because there's so much penetration and kick out. Yes, yes, yes. Phil, it's almost Thanksgiving. It's almost turkey and a trip to Fincoma. Just please go to sleep. There we go. The naptastrophe, patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. But I, I will say I, I told you so because I, I kind of did tell you so, but... Obviously, the biggest story that's gone on, the passing of a legend. We knew it was coming. David Cassidy, the Partridge family, was in organ failure for the last few days, and he passed away not too long ago at the age of 67. And, you know, not only is the music really good, and everybody knows I Think I Love You. Everybody knows this song. It's it's done in movies. It's one of the most popular I've never songs of all time. Frostburg, come You've on. You've never really? heard it? No, what the hell? Do you live under a rock? Family? You've never heard this song? Never in my life. They didn't play this at your wedding. What about Bonaducci? Yeah, you know Danny Bonaducci. Come on, the guy's a train wreck. Hey, was that my Italian neighbor? <laughs> hey, are you a Bonaducci? No, and look. Look, I got friends that helped prop him up for a long time when he was working in Chicago. Partridge. Literally propping him up. <laughs> walk him around. Let's walk him around. Let's walk around the ring. Come on. You know, you know the music and the TV show. When I first came to it, I mean, this is how long ago. This is a show that was popular in the in the early 70s. It was already in syndication. Sure. And I remember I watched all the episodes because it was funny. Well, you were a big fan of oh, Ruben Kincaid. Well, and I'm, the com- I'm not spoiling You were anything. a fan of the comedic timing of Ruben Kincaid. No, 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 no. And- no, no. And Danny Bonaduce. No, 100% spoiling everything. Am I spo- what, do you, what do you mean? What am I spoiling? The, the Partridge family. Fa- nobody's seen it. So oh. you, of course you're spoiling Are it. you kidding? Partridge Family is one of the most popular shows of all time. Never It's like Brady it. Bunch Never and Gilligan's Island. And. I mean, they were musical just like I watched the Brady's it. too. Yeah, and it was funny. I mean, really, it was funny. The comedy stands up. I had a huge Shirley Jones thing. I mean, for most of my life, I thought, wow, Shirley Jones. And then you learned a lot about Shirley Jones later Shirley on. Shirley Jones liked to have fun. I was and like, now hey, they're banging each other. hey come if, on, Susan. Maybe if I had met Shirley Jones a little bit, I, am, hey, I don't know. But I, the Partridge fa- I love the Partridge family. I, I mean, think about this part. This is great. Everybody yeah. knows the chorus, but that low bass line, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Really? You want to point out the bass line? Yeah. Of I Think I Love You? Yeah. But Danny Bonaducci probably didn't even play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He held that bass like a champ. But he was like David Cassidy. He was a you know he was a, a an icon. Well, he was a teen beat icon. Right great there. you know great looking you know Tiger beat you know kind of guy that all the women loved. That was a character he played on the Partridge Family, and and you know obviously he had difficulty in his life later on, like many you know child stars do. But he was he was really funny in that run. Like they were all funny. You know even little girl Tracy who could you know barely you know say anything. You know, and just play a little tambourine. It looked like she wasn't even. You know, you got a drummer. The kid, Chris is the drummer, and the kid's like seven years old, and he's keeping the beat, and he's drumming. I'm like, okay, it's a little bit of suspension of disbelief. No, but, but the now, show was but, funny. but like now we see we see kids that age drumming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw uh, on all of these 
television shows and talk shows, daytime things where they bring out the prodigies and they, they not the guy that was singing the fire starter. No, no. The, <laughs> and see, now you're thinking to think about him for the rest of the night. Fire! But drummers or guitarists. <laughs> No, 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 not Firewoman from... She is no! The Prodigy, fire. the Firestarter. Oh, oh, sorry. Different song, right, Ty Shirt? You're a music, music man. Come on, Jason. Give the guy a little bit of... You need to hear a little bit of Firestarter. Fire! I knew there was a reason behind this whole thing, Jason. What, what, what I knew, I knew there was something. What, what Look, reason? I want to celebrate Billy Duffy myself. It's because Mark Hamill was in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to celebrate Billy Duffy and... Ian Asbury and the Colt as much as the next guy. But All you right. got the wrong song. No, I, I, no, but you said Firewoman. I thought it was Firewoman. I did not say Firewoman. I said Firestarter. That's the Stephen King movie. Erroneous. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Erroneous. A young Drew Barrymore. I should have known Luke Skywalker was in it. <laughs> and he, he saves the Partridge family with his lightsaber. He stops from crossing over to the dark side. Does it's he too meet soon, his dad bro. and lose his hand? Oh, hey, hey. That was in season three. Right? Don't spoil anything for anybody. So we'll hear Partridge Family music throughout the show. We'll hear the theme. you hear the other big songs off the uh, TV show. I'll meet you halfway. That's better than no way. It's Partridge Family music night tonight. And there you have it. Oh, David Cassidy, 67 years old, way too young. Rest God in speed. peace. David Cassidy. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Meanwhile, right now, the only NBA game of the night happening right now, Lakers and the Bulls, as Mike What's Harmon said. Right now, the Bulls lead the Lakers 29-23 to early in the second quarter. And Lonzo Ball, air ball to three to start things off tonight. And we're off. Ball right now for the Lakers. Two points, two rebounds, two assists in nine minutes. Uh, Kuzma's got 11, making everybody look good. Boy, remember we drafted Kuzma in the draft, too. Meanwhile, for the Bulls, uh, Valentine has 11 to lead Denzel the way. Denzel Valentine. But this is what I mean when I say I told you so. Well, you want me to pop your uh, shoulder back no, in place? No, I told, I told you the difficulties with Lavar and Lonzo Ball. Just watch because the season's starting now. Lonzo's not playing well. It's only a matter of time until Lavar Ball criticizes the Lakers' coaching. That's the first step. Do you want to play me one on one? Until he criticizes Luke Walton, and today in an interview with Bleacher Report, he did exactly that. He told the Lakers. Take a specific approach to coaching Lonzo. Be tougher on him. Quote, they're soft. They don't know how to coach my son. I know how to coach him. I tell him to go get the victory. Stop messing around. I don't want to say I told you so. But I told you so. I told you the next step was LeVar Ball making headlines, telling everybody, now I'm questioning the Lakers coaching. He's a national personality. It's a big deal when he says this. This will cause disruption in the locker room. Now Luke Walton's got to answer questions about LeVar Ball. But more importantly was the after effect. They said this is why this is such a big deal. Because when it comes down to it, who is Lonzo Ball going to listen to? Luke Walton, the Lakers, or is he going to listen to his dad? Right? And Even anybody who's ever coached a kid at any level, and I deal with it now with nine-year-old girls, I want the nine-year-old girls to listen to me during the game and your dad during the week. That's fine. Listen, you know, let your dad coach you. But when you're at practice at the game, listen to me. And when I see a girl doing something in the game that I know she's not supposed to be doing, I know her dad told her to do it. And that's when I get really mad because I'm like, I, we can't 
go forward if everybody's on one page and because you tell her to do one thing, now she's off doing things by herself. And let's just stay in our lane. So stay in your lane is what I'm saying. And LeVar Ball should stay in his lane because now is Lonzo, who's he going to listen to? Is he really going to buy into Luke Walton's offense or is he going to do his thing because his dad's going to say, do this, do this, do this? This is a big deal. This is this is why Lonzo and LeVar Ball, it's now going to be Lonzo and LeVar versus the Lakers in many opportunities. Why? Because Lonzo hasn't jumped out of the gate as a superstar. He's shown the potential to potentially be Jason Kidd, which is awesome. People want more. They shouldn't want more. A lot of it is because LeVar Ball put the hype on him. A lot of it's because Magic Johnson said, oh, your jersey's going to be hanging in the rafters. Be okay with him being Jason Kidd, because a guy's not going to suddenly become an alpha male Russell Westbrook scorer when that's not his game. But because he hasn't started out like that, this is where you're at. And already, we're not even 20 games into the season, and you have LeVar Ball questioning the coaching staff. Questioning the players is next. Well, Lonzo can't put up numbers when Brandon Ingram doesn't play well. Then it's going to be Magic Johns for not getting the right players in. This is He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop at it. No, the biggest thing out of this quote, though, is the they're soft. They don't know how to coach him. I tell him to go get the victory and stop messing around. Like, that's the message for his kid. It's framed in the, hey, the coaches don't know what they're doing. You're tell, you tell me the coaches don't want him to be aggressive and go to the rack? That's just not what he's doing right now. There's no way that the coaches are saying, you know what, be passive. Go hang out on the perimeter. Go hang out on the three-point line where nobody's going to guard you because you can't shoot. And that that's just not... Makes no sense whatsoever. So, uh, on some level, I, I believe he's calling out his son here and saying, hey, go back to doing what you do and stop, you know, listening to the press, stop listening to whatever other voices. And it's not, I don't, I don't think it's the coaching staff here. He frames it as such, but it's LeVar Ball, and he's got a little bit of a run over the last 48 hours. He's been more talkative and in, in your face than he has been in a while. And it must mean the next season is showing up on the Facebook reality show here. Any day now, and he'll start teasing ahead for that <laughs> is, is the only thing I can think of. Or maybe the big baller shoes actually show up. Oh, come on. He would have said something. Big baller shoes. No, but he's said, oh. it's a slow build. You know, you're soft on my son, but you know what is soft? The insides of the ZO2s. The leather. They're going to be out pretty soon. You'll be bouncing and flying on the cloud. They ship in three days. Get ready. But he didn't say that. Speaking of saying things. What did Luke Walton have to say pregame after these comments came out? Here's a Lakers head coach. I think that he has done a phenomenal job as a father with Lonzo because Lonzo is a special young man. He's self, selfless. He's unselfish. His teammates, his teammates love him. He cares about them. Uh, he plays the game the right way. So he's done a great job with that. But we're not uh, concerned with what parents think of how we're coaching the, the team. Uh, we're concerned with the team and what's best for our team and and uh, and how we can continue to get better. Uh-huh. Number one, biting his tongue as much as he can. And number two, when you get fired by Christmas because you're not winning and LeVar Ball is saying you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink, and that's a bad headline, you'll remember this when you say, oh, we don't care what parents think. We don't care what fathers think. LeVar Ball is not a typical parent. He's not just a parent. He is a national personality. Well, he the, got a half hour to go on CNN and say nothing. The, he, You can't keep thinking of him as a parent, and that's the Lakers' issue. He's a dad. He's a dad. He's not a dad. I warned you. I warned him. I warned I warned you all, so now everybody's just going to have to deal with this result. I warned I was the old guy in the beginning of the horror movie. Don't go in the woods. There's a hockey mask killer in there. No, no, we're fine, old man. Okay, I told you. All I right, warned Captain you, Obvious. And now we have it. Now we have it. I'm just saying. Twitter at How About a Fresca, that's Twitter.
at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harbin just watched the monster of LeVar Ball is just continuing to grow. But coming up next, something that had been so difficult to figure out in sports is now surprisingly easy. It's a big deal, but it's also very easy. Next, even though this is Jaws music and not Halloween or Friday the 13th music, no one's going to die in the water and get eaten by a shark with the Lakers. But that's okay. It's coming up next on Fox. I'm out! The man next to me, his name is Michael Harmon. He has big calves. Big and meaty. Feed a family of eight. Feed a family of eight. I mean it. The zombie apocalypse comes. We're eating you first. Or I am throwing you to the zombies first. Hell yeah. You're, well, as you're a team, the first you're throwing guy. me out the oh, door. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Zombie easily. I mean, they, they, they would get up at the door and just be banging on the door going, <laughs> Instead of normally it's brain, they'd have to be rewired. Uh, Wait I a would, minute, what? I would cut off your legs, the knees, and throw out those ham hocks, and they would eat that for weeks, and we would all just kind of stroll out and walk across the street like it's Shaun of the Dead. Go have a be- go have a beer and just stroll by. <laughs> like when he, like he's not even seeing the the zombies, he's just walking into the store across the street buying stuff. I like the way you think. <laughs> The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. Great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Yes, Partridge Family songs tonight in honor of David Cassidy passing away today at the age of 67. Partridge Family Show was awesome. We'll get to listen to some music and uh, remember fondly the show, his life, his career, how much I love Shirley Jones, all of these things. We have going. Don't on be tonight. creepy. Don't get obsessive. But something that was very difficult just three weeks ago has become very simple now. All right. The college football playoff rankings. We were at the point of mass anarchy when it was about a seventy percent chance you were going to see teams with zero and one loss in Power Five conferences be knocked out of contention, not being able to participate in the playoff, and then. As soon as we said a mass anarchy, Ohio State lost, Penn State lost, when they weren't expected to lose again, and now suddenly it's, oh, it's clear sailing. Right now, the new college football playoff rankings, everything is very simple. Alabama's number one. Miami moves up one to number two. Clemson drops to number three. Oklahoma is number four. Wisconsin is five. Auburn is six at nine and two. And Georgia is seventh at ten and one. That's it. That's your cutoff line as to teams who can make it into the playoffs. I know Ohio State is ninth at 9-2, and two, but beating Michigan and beating Wisconsin isn't going to be enough. Ah, still bias. knocking on the door, though. There's a bias against the Big Ten. They also need too many things in front of them to happen. The Big Ten in Wisconsin is not viewed as, as being a great team. Ohio State losing twice. Again, beating Michigan is not going to be that big a deal this weekend if they do it. So I'm cutting it off at 7. Here's where it's simple is because here's who controls their own destiny, and it's that easy. Alabama, if they win their last two games, they win this week against Auburn, they win the SEC title game, they're in the playoff. Miami and Clemson, the winner of that game in the ACC title, they move on. Oklahoma will move on. They control their own destiny as well. But, but Baker Mayfield got suspended, oh, Jason. Buddy, Baker, he got suspended. Baker it's such Ma- a big deal. You know, Just got ejected. He got suspended. Just it's got so ejected. Huge. I'm out of suspended. 
that just got ejected. Wow. Um, he gets suspended for this week, but here, here's here's a great well, for thing. that what first three plays. Oh my god! No, and that's <laughs> I remember. In this, I'm going back a long. I'm going back to the early '90s when Jeff Berger was the quarterback for Auburn. Right, he was a guy. Oh, that was when Auburn first started to get really good. Like the early, they had the big tie game against Syracuse in the bowl game, and they became really good then. Then they had the undefeated team that was on on probation. Terry Bowden was the coach. They couldn't play for the national championship, but Jeff Berger was their quarterback. Mm, Berger, and it's spelled the right way. Yes, not exactly. B-E-R. No, no, no. You are like I'm going to eat a big. It is Berger time. I mean, think about all the marketing and merchandise that you have today. Well, it doesn't need to be a horse meat burger. It just needs to be. You know, a you got my kids saying a horse horse, horse meat sandwich now. Do whatever they pass. Which one? Which one? Ellie or, or Maddie? Oh, they do. Yeah, they're both all on right. board. I'm rubbing off on them. Now that they drive past fast food restaurants, okay. that's now become a thing. Hey, Dad, is that premium horse meat? Is that super premium? It's like gasoline. <laughs> There's three levels of horse meat. But Jeff Berger was the burger. Mm, he was the quarterback. And I believe he was suspended. I believe it was for plagiarizing a term paper. Something yeah, crazy like that. And right? a scuffle in a restaurant. Yes. So yeah. he got suspended by Auburn. This is back when Auburn was like lawless. They were like, yeah, whatever. So the school came down and said he can't start this weekend, their next game, which is like a must win game. That was the punishment. He can't start. And Pat Dye was the head coach. And I remember this vividly because everybody was wondering what they were going to do. They had the backup quarterback come out take the first snap from center, and he kneeled on it. And then he came out of the game, and Jeff Berger came in and played the rest of the game. It's a good move. <laughs> Quality mean, suspension. He, he learned his lesson. Didn't even, let's run a running play and try to get two or three yards. Nope, nope, nope. We're just going to had the quarterback come and take a knee. And then Jeff Berger went back into the game and played. It was awesome. That's what I want to see Saturday. I want to see, you know, take a knee, and then here comes Baker Mayfield. All right, I'm ready. Ready to go, coach. You know, strapping up his helmet. I'm all good to go. Can he plant a flag at the 50 while he's at it? You know, something that's really egregious and over the top so people will get upset. So Oklahoma controls their own destiny if they keep winning. And Wisconsin controls their own destiny. It's very simple. Those are the teams that do it. Now, if one of them falters, here's where Auburn and Georgia come in. Auburn has to win this weekend and hope in front of them stuff happens. Auburn's got to win this. Beating Alabama will be a very big deal, but they got to win this weekend and hope something happens. Georgia can get in by winning this weekend and beating Alabama in the SEC title game because they're not going to look that. If Alabama loses once, they're not falling out of the top four. It's just not how Alabama's not. Fun. If they lose one of their last two games, which is going to be Auburn or, or Georgia, they will still be in the playoff. Sure. They can take one loss. But that's how simple it is, is Auburn can move up. With, they, they need help. They need to win their last two and, and win this week and then get help. And then Georgia needs to win this week, win the SEC title game, and then they will get in. So it's pretty simple. But if these four teams control their own destiny, if they all win, that's it. No one's getting anywhere. And in the process, Auburn will be knocked out because Alabama will have beaten Auburn. And Georgia will be knocked out because Alabama will have beaten Georgia. So then you're wondering, okay, what it's going to be now. you got to hope Wisconsin moves on. They win this week. They win next week against Ohio State. Clemson, Miami, the same thing. But it's very simple. That's who controls their own destiny right now. It's that simple. See, it's all simplified from that 15-team cluster that we were really hoping for. Because I like chaos. I do. But it looks like it's simplifying all the way down Wisconsin not as exciting for people at this point, but look, you you go undefeated in the Big Ten, regardless of what they think of the conference overall, and that's the media, fans, 
based on track records in bowl games and big bowl games, especially the loss of Iowa to Purdue at home this past week put a damper and really, I think, soured a lot of people and added extra paragraphs to game (laughs) recaps. No matter what Wisconsin did on the field, it's, by the way, their best win over here uh, was against the the Hawkeyes, and then when they lose at home, all of a sudden it's a bad – so now the best win is against Northwestern is suddenly how that <laughs> has become as Northwestern's got six straight uh, heading into a battle with Lovey Smith. But you, you look at Ohio State just hanging around the, the proverbial chicken coop waiting for something to fall. Because if they go out and dominate Harbaugh, that gains headlines. And obviously, we all know see, that. I know it we always, all know that dollars and cents. But I know but it the, always but if they works go, out for them, but I can't see it working out. I mean, they need so much to but, happen. But, here, but here's what can happen, right? I mean, obviously, some of this process of elimination, because we have these loser-leave-town matches ahead of them. So we got to get it into WWE and WWF parlance. Sure. We can. Sure. That when, if they go out, and not only do they thump Michigan, because Michigan can't score points. So let's, let's assume for a moment. Uh, as we we should, uh, that they go and dominate them. And then they go and somehow do the same to Wisconsin. Suddenly, you know, the powerhouse that is Ohio State, it rises up. Now, the history may work against them because people are like, all right, we've we've elevated them in the past, and look what's happened in in other circumstance. But there there is that scenario just based on the other head-to-head play ahead. But certainly... But the heart, it's, but it's really shortened. The, the the window is no longer the big grid that we had to go through and all the permutations three weeks ago. But it's going to be hard for them to jump ahead because they're not going to jump ahead of Oklahoma. I mean, they've already shown sure. us that. No matter what, because of the head-to-head victory, they're, no matter what happens, they're not sure. going to jump ahead of Oklahoma. They won't jump ahead of Alabama, and they won't jump ahead of the Miami-Clemson winner. So now suddenly you're talking about trying to eke in all the way up to four, and you need to not only do what you do on the field, but Auburn, Georgia. It's I can see the path. No, but sure, it's, it's they there. Need, they it's, need it's so narrow, many. Yeah, and I know what happened. I know Ohio State and, and the New York Giants are the same thing. Things just happen to work out for them, and I can't stand it. But there's just there's just so much that's got to happen. Ohio State's got to win. It's, it's, it's not a your lot. Fault. It's a lot for that to go through. And you're also talking about then we're going to still throw a two-loss team ahead. Are you going to throw a, a two-loss Ohio State ahead of a one-loss Miami team if Miami loses to Clemson in the ACC title game? I, I don't know. know Miami do struggled with Virginia for a while. Yeah, but it's no losses. One loss versus two loss. Yeah, but, but a loss against, a second loss is against a, a top three team. Right. No, but if you're, <laughs> but it's still Miami playing the hard schedule they have and the one loss is the team that finished third. In, in the it's it's hard to say. No, I'm, okay, Ohio I'm just State with your two for losses. Chaos theory, theory yeah. Is really well, no. Here, if if to. if Miami beats Clemson and Clemson drops out, then the doors open a little sure. bit. Right. You know, I don't think. Look, I don't think there's any way Miami beats Clemson. I I think it's going to be a rude awakening for Miami and the turnover chain in the in the ACC championship game. So I don't How think that's going to happen. How dare you? But I don't. But you, now you're talking we are about the show of record that doesn't feed into that nonsense. Nobody's brought us a chain. Nobody's given us a video. What are you talking about? Mont- the turnover chain. All right. Well, yeah. Nobody brought us any chains. Uh, but but that's it's a thing though. No, I don't care. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Twitter at how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute. Oh boy, do we have a big time quarterback change to tell you about? But first, let's find out what's trending. 
With Miss Deb Carson, D.C., what's happening? Good evening, gentlemen. I want to tell you, Nick Saban is happy as hell. Alabama is number one in the college football playoff rankings. I'm happy as hell. Told you. Miami (laughs) moves up to number two. Clemson falls to number three. Oklahoma at four. Wisconsin on the outside looking in at number five. Auburn sitting at number six. Texas A&M, according to the Houston Chronicle, plans to fire head coach Kevin Sumlin at the conclusion of the regular season. College Hoops News, Missouri announced that Michael Porter Jr. Jr. will undergo back surgery and is likely done for the season. Of course, he's a projected lottery pick. Bulls already out to a 54-42 lead over the Lakers. Less than a minute to go in the second quarter at Staples Center. Antonio Blankley with 15 for Chicago. Lakers uh, might have taken about 15 minutes ago to call a timeout, as uh, should you have if you didn't go to Geico.com. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And another note from the NBA guys, Adrian Wojnarowski breaking the news that Denver Nuggets forward Paul Millsap will have surgery to repair a torn ligament in his left wrist. He could be sidelined for three months. Wow. DC. There's a Oof. Hey, happy holidays. Yeah. Hate to be the bearer of bad news yeah. and all, but it, it's news. I mean, what can you do, Deb? That's why it is. But have a happy Thanksgiving. You didn't hurt him, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I right. like Paul Millsap. Would never do that to anybody for that matter. I'm just saying, if you were breaking news that well, you broke him, well, then that's a whole other thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, DC. Of Appreciate course. it. Live from the Geico Studios, call one 800 947 auto Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Meanwhile. Guess who we're going to get to see on Sunday in the National Football League? I'm very, very excited oh, about it. I w- oh, I wish. You know what? He may be next. If this Sunday doesn't work out, Tim Tebow might be next. Really? I'm so excited. We're going to go down that road? He may you just want be him back? next. He'd be like quarterback 94 this year. Jesus Christ. No, no, no. He may be next because, you know, John Elway got rid of him the first time, and now he may have to get all the way back to him. According to sources, the Broncos will start Paxton Lynch at quarterback on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. Vance Joseph will officially announce it to the team on Wednesday morning, although I believe it's officially been announced. The team has been waiting for him to get healthy after injuring his right shoulder. He served as number two quarterback behind Brock Osweiler last week. Look, they went through Trevor Simeon. It didn't work out. Sorry, buddy. It went to Brock Osweiler. It didn't work out like that was going to happen. And now it's going to be Paxton Lynch, the guy that John Elway traded up into the first round to get, who has been a huge disappointment and a bust so far because he couldn't wrest the starting job from Simeon, Osweiler, Mark Sanchez. I mean, what what does that tell you? Those are your guys. You are talking about such a huge opportunity to be able to win this job. It's like, hey, just come in and just show you can fog a mirror. And you know what? Paxton Lynch has not fogged a mirror. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. And obviously, there's so much going on with how they constructed this team and their staff. You bring back Mike McCoy. You can't get the downfield passing game working. You can put that on Simeon all you want. Your offensive line is stunk this entire season. Your running backs. Booker is emerging. We'll get into him in terms of the fantasy prospects in, in a few minutes from now. But the, the fact of the matter is, C.J. Anderson has been bad. Okay, yes, the teary, I lost a fumble thing post-game and apologizing on Twitter or whatever. I love the heart. I do. He hasn't performed. The other running backs haven't performed. You've had two wide receivers this entire season. Your third leading receiver was a tight end you just waved in A.J. Derby. 
Yeah, Benny Fowler Jr. had his spot. You know what? Couldn't catch. And if he'd caught a couple of passes, at least the stat line and the optics for Trevor Simeon aren't nearly as bad. There's so much broken in what John Elway's put together. You could throw, you know, a, a recycled. He, he could put himself under center at the end of his career. He can't perform behind that garbage offensive line. Here's John Elway on Denver Sports 760 explaining the choice of Paxton Lynch, a quarterback. Ultimately, it's going to be Vance's decision again. So, uh, you know, but we'll talk about it and look at the pros and cons, see where Paxton is. And I think that, uh, you know, if you look at where we are and, and uh, you know, we've seen the guys that we've got that at some point in time, I would anticipate, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, we're going to see what we have in Paxton. So there we go. He's um, just this side of Luke Walton. Ultimately, Wallman. it's Vance's decision, but it worked letting out that it's it's going to be Paxton Lynch. Two good things about this, right? Two good things about this. Number one, you're going to need a quarterback after this year, yeah. and you're going to need to see Paxton Lynch for a good four or five games to determine if he can be the guy next year sure. or you have to go and gotta get somebody do an audition. else. you got to see a guy so that's good. They're waiting for him to get healthy. Now he's healthy. You put him in. Yeah, Secondly, but you also give the guy the audition after you fire a coordinator. You've learned all this terminology and yeah, worked with him. Yeah, it's like, well, all yeah. right, we'll see him in hell. You're playing, so- <laughs> dude. You're playing the Raiders. They haven't had an interception all season long. Did you ship the? Who you down? got? Who I, you got? Paxton Lynch throwing picks. I had or the a, Raiders not getting one. Who do you? I got? had a case of Stickum ready to go. Did you not send that out? <laughs> That was supposed to be delivered weeks no, ago. No, I mean, the Jets get no turnovers. They have interceptions. The Raiders have zero interceptions this season. None. Did you ship Vaseline Not instead of one. the stickum that we were supposed Not to? Not a one. They fired Norton today. How about that? Here's the battle of AFC West powerhouse. We fire oh, our offensive coordinator. Man. You fire your defensive coordinator. Let's get it on. Well, I tell you, in a month, the AFC West went from, boy, this is a really good, to, boy, this division stinks. Chargers. Boy, the AFC <laughs> East is better than this. I mean, this is what kind of a mess it is. The Broncos change quarterbacks. Wait, you're, you're going to prop up the Jets now? John, no, no, no. Is that where no, this no, argument no, no, was no, going? I'm done. No, I'm done. Are you going to Peterman? No, I'm done. Oh, Elaine, you're fired. The Chiefs were great, and now they're the Chiefs. All right? The Chargers have come all the way back. They started 0-11, and here they are, you know, just two games out of first place. They're putting up a 54 spot. (laughs) Broncos were 3-1. Now they can't win a game. The Raiders were AFC championship game contenders. They stink, and they fired their defensive coordinator today. Yeah. This division is terrible. And you say there are no storylines in the National Football League. Here's the other good side of this. There is no team in the NFL that is a quarterback away from being really good than the Denver Broncos. All their problems would be fixed with a quarterback. All their problems come from the fact that they can't put pressure on the defense. How many times does Demarius Thomas have to catch a pass behind the line of scrimmage and make it himself to get yeah. 10 yards? How much until their defense, you can't you have to rely on them after so many three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. You have enough weapons offensively. You can do it. You have enough. You are simply a quarterback away. That's the good thing is you're a quarterback away. Now, the bad news is it's Paxton Lynch or the offseason. You can't draft a guy because if you're wrong, oh, boy, you got to spend money and go out and go, do we got to pry Alex Smith away? Do we have to go get Tyrod Taylor? You can't hope you're right on a quarterback in the first round and say he's our guy. John Elway has lost that cachet because he's picked the wrong guy after guy after guy after guy. So you have to go out and get somebody that can come in and be a good player right away. You can't draft somebody. So that's the rub, but there is no team – you give a quarterback to that team, they'll be fantastic. Bigger, faster, stronger. Bring back Peyton Manning. I, you know what? At this point, 
I bet you they made a phone call. Go get Romo. I bet you they'll call Eli Manning and say, Eli, you don't want to really finish your career at the Giants. Do well, you? what do we got? About 10, 10 us, veteran right? guys that are going to be on the market sure. at the latest count. They'll get one of them. And you still got Captain Kirk still Watch floating out. around. Oh, Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, more from the NFL end. It's Waiver Wire Tuesday. We'll give you a couple of guys to go pick up that maybe you weren't aware of. And we will do that as well. <laughs> It's Fox Sports Radio. Dear John Elway, sorry you biffed a quarterback position so much. <laughs> Trevor Simeon, didn't work. Brock Osweiler, didn't work. Then you brought him back. It didn't work again. Then you moved up to get Paxton Lynch, who looked like the lead singer of one of those R&B bands from the 1990s, and now he's going to start on Sunday. Hey, let me out. Hey. You hear that? I got Tim Tebow in the back. You dare me to let him out? He knows where Denver is. He come and start and win games for you. You'll build the offense around him. Then you'll hate him, and you'll want to wave him in the offseason, and then you'll go get Eli Manning back. Life's a circle, John Elway. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Could never better P.S. than that. That's pretty good. Could never better P.S. than that. That's, That's got a way to go out on top mm. right there. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now, the only NBA game on the board has just commenced the third quarter. Balls lead the Lakers 56-42. to 42. Kyle Kuzma, 18 points to lead the Lakers. Lonzo Ball, two points, seven rebounds, three assists. He is one for eight. From the floor, meanwhile, Robin Lopez leading the way with 12 points for the Chicago Bulls. How about that? This may be the first time he's led a team in scoring since Stanford, but right now he's got 12 points to lead your Chicago Bulls, Mike Harmon. Bulls. Your Bulls. Yeah, this was a really exciting game, let me tell you. Take, take it over the top. Lakers, this should be a laugher. Bulls have been terrible, and instead they're getting boat raced. This after being called, called soft. This is called tough talk with Mike Harmon. After, after being called soft <laughs> by LeVar Ball and Luke Walton having to deal with that, mm-hmm. you're on your home court against a really bad 3-11 and team that's yeah. won one road game. Oh, yeah. And you're being run out of the gym to yeah. start the third quarter. You are, just stay in our lane. You are accurate on all of that, Mike Harmon. You're accurate Bulls, all of that. Bulls are going to end up with five guys at double figures yeah. in this game. And it's not, and it's, it's not 1996. No, it's not good at all. <laughs> Man, Horace Grant is not walking through that door. Oh, maybe Will it, Purdue is they, not walking well, through that door. Well, they may be to play in the fourth quarter if the game's out of hand. You know, they're up by 17 right now, so it could potentially you could see the old Bulls play. Now, Bill Wennington could walk in and that play. That would be pretty. Well, he's at the game, right? Broadcast. If B.J. So. Armstrong liked anybody on the Bulls, he could come back and play. A lot of problems. Eh, there yeah, are. You know, yeah, there are. As soon as he are. got into the agent side of things, that really doesn't work. You know, I remember a couple of years ago when I said something about the Bulls like biffed something horribly. Go like, figure. you know, the Bulls do. And I, I tweeted about it, and he liked my tweet ripping the Bulls. There you go. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It was a couple of years ago. I remember something. I'm like, oh, and he he liked it. And I was like, wow. Old rule of thumb. Armstrong. All right. It, it, for those that haven't followed Chicago sports and especially teams run by Jerry Reinsdorf, if you are loyal to him and always say yes, sir, and yes, and like you're playing improv, 
you yeah. can be around forever. Okay. If you're not. So like you're President Trump, you need to somebody to say, you need to tell me, hey, thank you. If, if you want to fight around. a little okay. bit All and right. you want to say, hey, here's what we need and this okay. is not the direction we should be going in. Sure. Uh, you're out. All right, then. So stay in your lane. Is stay really in a, your lane. Yeah, that is no, right. No, no, is it stay in your lane or is it let's just, you know, let cooler heads prevail and, stay and let's in. just stay in our no, lane? No, it's, I it's, mean, let's, you know, what, it's what are the we doing? former. Okay. All the right. latter is a, hey, let's compromise and yeah, work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the, the former is, I'll see you in hell. Stay so, in your lane. Yeah, yeah. The first one is, you know, we're not compromising. No. The second one is, maybe we're compromising. That's right. That's how it works. How about that? This is how this works on Tuesday night. We give you our big fantasy waiver wire picks up, pickups, picks up, picks up, pickups, pickup sticks. Guys who may be out there, not the obvious guys. Like, do I go out and get uh, Sabaje P right? Yes, of course you go get him. But if he is available, my first guy, go get Devontae Booker. It's happening in Denver. They make the move to Paxton Lynch. He's going to get more playing time. He had a nice week last week. He's eating into C.J. Anderson's carries. They're about 50-50 now. Booker showed a little bit last year that he flashed. They're going to want to get a look and see, can he be our guy? Devontae Booker, first guy I'm going to tell you to go get. He's available in over 85% of leagues right now. Go get him. It may not be this week, but by the time we get to the beginning of December, you'll be having a guy on your team that you can play at least as an RB2 or a flex Go get Devontae Booker. And right soon. I'm going to go with Corey Clement. You look at a crowded backfield in Philadelphia, but you know they put up points. This week they've got the Bears. And the Bears' defense for all of the positivity early in the season, well, they're going to get boat raced uh, in (laughs) Philadelphia. Uh, At least Trubisky still doesn't have weapons around him to really mount much of an offensive display. And you look at the defense, attrition, and just what Philly brings to the table. You're still splitting time with Ajayi and LeGarrette Blunt, but you look at 29 touches over the last three weeks, including three touchdowns, owned in only 11% of league. If nothing else, again, get ahead of it. Play defense in your league. You've got spots at the back end of your rosters, guys that you don't use and will never use. Play defense against your opponents. One other guy to go get, go get Josh Doxson. It's happening in Washington right now. Terrell Pryor was put on IR earlier today. He's becoming a bigger part of the offense. They are throwing to him more and more. Cousins is relying on him. He's healthy. He makes plays. He had a big week last week. Go out and get him because he's going to start putting up monster numbers as Cousins continues to air it out. Doxon's a guy. He's available in over 85% of leagues. Go get him. Make him your first priority if you need a wide receiver this week. Unless you want to go get a guy like Corey Coleman, but maybe you got him a week ago when we told you to get him. Or you just don't like the Browns. Uh, you go I'm going to stay in Ohio and look at Brandon LaFell finally back on the field. Nine catches on 15 targets the last two weeks, total of 132 yards and a score. Owning only 5% of leagues. Another guy who scored again last night in prime time, Mohamed Sanu, still available in about 40% of leagues as Julio Jones with the drops and the box-and-one coverage that they put on him. Box-and-one. That's kind of what you got. Yeah. Uh, Mohamed Sanu finding pay dirt with more regularity and – Matt Ryan gaining that trust with him once again. So there you go, our waiver wire pickups for this week in the National Football League and Fantasy. What do you got, Frostberg? No respect for Austin Eckler, huh? I, you we talked about him last week. Yeah, you should have been got Austin the Eckler two weeks ago. Week. Now, here's the thing. Still available in two-thirds of leagues, slackers. Big NBA story coming up next. This is Fox. You love the Caesar. I mean, yeah, that's your favorite, isn't it? I just laugh every time that comes in because it's just so out of the blue. Because you've done a lot of impressions. The fact that Caesar made the cut 
Take Caesar cut, like, I like the Clooney that, haircut. You like sure. that? That's pretty good. Sure. If uh, it was 1998, that'd be really funny. It's too soon, bro. No, it's really the exact opposite of that. What I'll you see got, you in hell. What do you got, Frostberg? It sounds more like Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street when he's pounding his chest. Now I'm picturing Caesar doing that scene. And Leonardo DiCaprio saying, why am I watching a why am I watching an ape do this? <laughs> Takes it to a whole other level now, doesn't it? Family. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, buddy. Yes, it is. Yeah, especially if an ape's doing it. <laughs> wow. You don't think there's video somewhere of that? I guarantee you go on YouTube of right course. now and find how it. Do, how do you think they know what the side effects are? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show, hour two. We are live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And don't forget, you can download the best of our show. The podcast goes up right after the show is over. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com, iheartradio.com. You can get the whole show. You can get portions of the show, whatever you want. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio.com. Click on the Jason Smith Show. You get it. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you for the rest of our lives. Forever. That is absolutely true. And ever. We'll give you signed thank you cards. It's been. It's it's That's what Jason's going to do for the next four days. Will you stop? No, not say what I'm going to. I can't. Wait, wait. I can't just keep signing cards. Auto pen. No, I can't. I've seen your signature. Auto pen. You can do that literally in your sleep. Because it's the most illegible thing. You ought to be a doctor with that signature that you put out there. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, Auto apple pen. Apple pen. Auto pen. I, um, Uh, I've never cried on air before. Auto pineapple apple pen. Oh, maybe I have. Uh, But this is certainly driving me there closely. (laughs) The descent into madness. Uh, TJ, I have a pen. So it begins. I have an apple pen. Um, Apple Pen, TJ. So right now, the only game going on, and what a game it is. It, well, for you it is. It is. Well, I mean for you because you're a Bulls fan. Bulls and the Lakers. 68-54. The Bulls are crushing the Lakers right now midway through the third quarter. They lead by 14. Lonzo Ball, five points. Nine rebounds, three assists. He is two out of 11 from the floor, one out of six from three-point range. The only bright spot so far for the Lakers tonight is this guy. Lonzo. Inside out. Coos for three. Slipped and fell, was not contacted. But Kuzma, four for four from the field, first player in the game in double figures. Already very quick. Well, what I heard was an, an assist from Lonzo Ball. TJ, Kuz, your daddy. DJ. Lakers TV Network on the call. Billy Mack. Kyle Kuzma, 21 points for the Lakers tonight. Four out of seven from three-point range. Really, the Lakers front office is hanging on the success of drafting Kyle Kuzma. Not Lonzo Ball, but Kyle Kuzma. And let's just stay in our lane. He's probably the steal of the draft. I mean, to be quite honest, when you talk about guys that are going late, he is the steal of the draft. Well, sure. And and that's going to be the calling card for the next four, four months. Plus, here all promotions are, you know what? Here's a Kuzma replica jersey. Here's a bobblehead. Here, <laughs> he's going to stand and wave at you as you walk into Staples Center. 
Here's a cardboard cutout. Get your picture with him. I mean, they're going to have to do everything to sell him because Randall, 12 minutes tonight, 0 for 3. We've chronicled his fall from being a good rotational, would-be double-double, a night guy. Clarkson, 6 minutes tonight, 1 of 2 from the field. And then you look at Lonzo Ball, and Ingram has his moments but hasn't been able to be consistent. And Lonzo Ball, the guy they wanted to be the face of the franchise, here was his chance to take over, right? It's all in the news. Go. Go get that W, his dad says, because he was talking through the coaches and using the coaches and, and kind of using it to reflect off their foreheads and right back into the eyes of Lonzo Ball for greatness. And he's not doing anything. He's 2 of 11. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought up LeVar Ball. Why wouldn't I? Because, well, look. I, I, he's a gift that keeps listen. giving. No, no, no. I'm not. And anybody that's saying, don't talk about him, come on. Just get I'm, over yourself. I'm not angry at Mike Harmon, Alex Tyshirt. I'm not angry at him. Play the other one. And let's just stay in our lane. Yes. If I was angry, the first one. Stay in your lane. Right. But I'm not. So the second one. Do you want to play me one-on-one? <laughs> I don't want to say I told you so, but I'm going to say it because I really do want to say it. I told you so about LeVar Ball. I told you that this was going to be a relationship that the Lakers are underestimating his power. They're underestimating the impact he has on the team when he opens his mouth. And LeVar Ball did an interview with Bleacher Report earlier today questioning the Lakers coaching. Telling Bleacher Report that the Lakers coaching staff needs to take a specific approach to Lonzo and that's be tougher on him. Ball telling Bleacher Report, quote, they're soft. They don't know how to coach my son. I know how to coach him. I tell him to go get the victory. Stop messing around. I have a problem with losing. I told you this was going to happen. The Lakers continually want to dismiss LeVar Ball as he's just a dad. He's just, you're going to hear from Luke Walton, who is continuing down that horrendous path. I know. I'm the old guy in the horror movie that says, don't go in the woods. There's a hockey mask killer there. And they go, old man, we're going to go smoke pot and drink beer and have sex and do things the young people do. And I'm going to say, okay, buddy, two of, two buddy, of you buddy, will have hey. sex. And he's going to put some kind of long knife between both of you. It's going to stick to the floor. That's what's going to happen. Oh, that's man, not, that's not just young people about. getting it on. No, but in horror movies, it is. Well, yeah. But I mean, you tell me. Or or, the, or is that a great new horror movie where instead of like young teenagers promiscuous, it's just like older people like us, like people in their 40s and then older that, you know, that some kind of crazed ghost face type killer is going after. The ghost face killer. Yeah, that's you know, I just, just throw that out there. You know, I mean, maybe maybe that's the next genesis of horror movies. How about we older do that? people. <laughs> older people. I can't. My you're, back. You want to be just, scared, too. Give me the knife to my head. My back. I can't run anymore. You want to be scared, really too? Exhausted. No, you're not going into the woods. You know what you're doing? You're going into the boardroom, and you got a presentation <laughs> in 15 minutes. <laughs> no! You know, you just get people, like, in their 50s, and they run, like, 10 feet and stop. <gasps> oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't run anymore. And the guy's like, oh, my neck. Really? My back. My neck in my back. Well, I didn't think you'd be this easy to kill. I normally have to chase the teenagers like hundreds of yards and circle back on him. Be right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm. I'm guy, just. Guy just, just taps just out. Just says I'm done. Just give it to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. out. I'm good. Just let me get a little bit of water first. I'm Instead out. of get I'm out, good. it's called I'm out. I'm good. I'm and good. And each guy meets his demise by just giving up in grand fashion. Jason sees a short chase. Jason sees a guy in a walker and says, "Take your time. I'll get to you at the end. You're not gonna go very far." Just go Meanwhile, he's go. plotting the whole way, oh, right. and he's got some souped-up <laughs> way to take down your would-be killer. Now, that would be the next generation of horror movie. We see that. I'm out. Older people. But <laughs> I warned you about LeVar Ball. 
I warned you that this is going to be the divisive guy because the next step when the Lakers aren't winning and Lonzo Ball is not dominating is to question. Something's not going right. It's not Lonzo's fault. This is the coach's fault for not being as hard as they should on Lonzo. Nothing's Lonzo's fault. Nothing is. But now it's the Lakers coaching. Now it's Luke Walton that he's criticizing. Soon it's going to be the other players. Well, you, you know, Lonzo, he's not open. He can't take shots, aren't open, because other guys aren't good enough to get their own shots. So he's got no space on the floor. Then it's going to be Magic Johnson not getting the right players in. And it's not just a dad. It's not just a dad because LeVar Ball is a national personality who makes news whether you like him or not. Eventually, will his 15 minutes of fame go away? You would think, but it's still going strong. And people still listen to him, put him on TV and talk about him. Look, the guy says things, and we react to him because, look, it's news, so we react to it. But this is the biggest problem is that now that you're dealing with this controversy and it's going to be, is Luke Walton really the right coach? Because the more the Lakers fail, is it's going to be, should Luke Walton be the head coach? Do we need to get rid of him? He's got till December. If he's still flailing in December, he's going to be fired, and somebody else is coming in because LeVar Ball is going to continue to yap, 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 and things will be dysfunctional. doesn't matter that Lonzo's a good kid who doesn't say anything, is a great teammate. It doesn't matter because when it comes down to it, do the Lakers know that Lonzo Ball is going to listen to what they're teaching him or what his dad is telling him? He says, I know how to coach Lonzo. I know how to coach him. You're not the coach of the Lakers. Doesn't matter. He's like the worst dad on a little league field where the coach tells the kid one thing and the kid's dad says another thing and the kid listens to his dad. Why? Because it's his dad and the coach is someone I'm going to know for four months and he's going to go on and coach another team. This is the danger and this is what I talked about. The Lakers wanted to dismiss LeVar Ball. Awesome. Dismiss him at your own peril. But watch out. They keep wanting to say it's just somebody's dad. Magic Johnson said, oh, he'll calm down after the draft. Adam Silver said he'll calm down after the draft. And look what's going on. You had Luke Walton tonight, prior to the game, talk about LeVar Ball's words. And here's Luke Walton's answer, but pay particular attention to what Luke Walton says at the very end. I think that he has done a phenomenal job as a father with Lonzo because Lonzo is a special young man. He's self selfless. He's unselfish. His teammates, his teammates love him. He cares about them. Uh, he plays the game the right way. So he's done a great job with that. But we're not uh, concerned with what parents think of how we're coaching the, the team. Uh, we're concerned with the team and what's best for our team and, and, uh, and how we can continue to get better. Remember you said we're not concerned with what parents think. If it was a parent... Yeah, you're right. If it's De'Aaron Fox's dad, okay, De'Aaron Fox's dad likes to talk, but he doesn't He doesn't cut through. Lavar, but it's like having Charles Barkley. Replace LeVar Ball with Charles Barkley at the apex of his popularity, and that's what you have welcomed into the Lakers. That's who is there now. It's not just somebody's dad. This is a national personality who will people will pay attention to, and it's going to be back and forth because the media's dream. What did you think about what LeVar Ball said? LeVar, what do you think? What did you think? What did you – they're going to be in this constant cycle. As long as Lonzo Ball is A, not great, and B, the Lakers lose, this will continue. It will be dysfunctional, and LeVar Ball is going to continue to cause all kinds of problems. I'm going to go to the heart of his comments regarding coaches being soft. This is the NBA, okay? At what point has it been a hard-ass coaches league in the last 20-plus years? <laughs> Okay, you got a couple of holdovers out there, right? Yeah, Popovich. Popovich yeah. is there, but when the players talk, what do they say? Ah, kill him with kindness and 
you know, Pop's a different guy behind the scene. Not to say that he still can't be, you know, Joe Hard guy behind the scenes and get his point across, whatever. But for the most part, you recognize any coaches come in in the last decade, the players run the league. Okay, they run your team. Yes, you put in a structure, but there's only so much you're doing to to be the not soft coach. So, LeVar Ball, this isn't college. This isn't your gym in your backyard. This is a whole other world you need to get used to. And until then, it's just flapping his gums. And for Luke Walton, he's just going to go hoarse, and that voice is going to get deeper and deeper, (laughs) way, way down. Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, big stories from the National Football. We've got a quarterback change. we got a revenge game. Oh, by the way, we have the reason behind one team's huge resurgence. A lot of stuff to get into with a very special guest coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm very, very excited about Tim, it. Tim, I wish it was you, but it's not. Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news. Quicker you could save money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Going to talk a little NFL now. We'll talk David Cassidy coming up in a few minutes. See, now you're all getting all nostalgic and weepy. Wait a minute. Someone said Lonzo Ball's better than the Mike Harmon show. Wow, really? Weed man trippy. Oh, we're going to have to do things Lonzo Ball is better than tonight. Well, that's the opening yeah, salvo? Yeah, yeah, Okay. It's the Mike Harmon Show. Uh, we'll do things Lonzo Ball is better than tonight. We have to. It's the only game going on. And Twitter, at HowAboutAFresca. That's Twitter, at HowAboutAFresca. We'll do things Lonzo Ball is better than coming up later on this hour. How does that sound? Sounds fantastic. the Mike Harmon Show. Just as fantastic right now, joining us on the hotline. Sporting news, NFL insider, Sirius XM NFL radio host. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. He is Alex Marvez. What's happening, AM? Gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving in advance. Uh, things are uh, things are good. Think, things are pretty darn good because the Gator season is ending on Saturday. So it's, oh. it's really <laughs> well. <laughs> hey, Jim Moore is out there. There's you coaches. Can go get oh. him. Lots of coaches. Wow, that's cruel. I guess there's some rich Kotite reference coming up somewhere, but I don't <laughs> Alex's appearance with us brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All right, AM, first things first. Paxton Lynch is the new quarterback in Denver. Tim Tebow may be next, but right now it's Paxton Lynch. Is anything change? No. Well, how about a new coordinator? I mean, you know, we're talking Bill Musgrave as well. And, you know, what Bill's going to do, from what I understand, is he's going to tighten up the offense in terms of short passing game. You're not going to see, you know, a lot of uh, throws downfield, which, you know, in some ways, you know, doesn't allow you to take full advantage of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. But in this case, going to be going to be an emphasis more on this, some high percentage throws to try to give the young man some confidence. I, listen, though, I mean, there's no easy fix for this. And, you know, when you hear John Elway talk about the players or soft. I mean, you know, and then Vance Joseph, you know, who, by the way, this was an arranged marriage with Mike McCoy. I think we're all aware of this, right? These two had never worked together. They had no history with each other. This was brought together, again, by John Elway. But John Elway has pointed the fingers at everyone else except for John Elway. Maybe John Elway is going to come back and play 
for the Denver Broncos. Maybe that is the best option. At Couldn't this point. be any worse. At the exactly right about that. You know, well, the you know the great thing for them though is they're playing a team that said, "Wait a second, hold my beer. Let me fire our defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr." And by the way, that is not a popular move inside that locker. I mean, you see Bruce Irvin respond tonight on social or earlier today rather with a, with an expletive on social media. He was very upset about it. Ken Norton Jr. was a guy who was really well liked by the players, but this unit wasn't producing, and Jack Del Rio felt he had to do something. In fact, you saw the hiring of John Pagano, former Chargers defensive coordinator, earlier this offseason, was really to put Ken Norton Jr. on notice as well. By the way, this Raiders team, the first in NFL history to play 10 games without generating an interception. You would figure at some point somebody would fall into something along the way this season. Instead, they have produced zero INTs, and of course, losing on the turnover front, losing on the field, and losing hope of making the playoffs. Losing hope. Hope's a dangerous thing. Hope's the best of things. We'll all watch Shawshank 47 times this weekend. So let's go where hope is now springing to a whole new level. Uh, Drew Brees, contract, he wants to be there forever. But Mickey Loomis rebuilt the Saints. They're playing big defense. You got a chance to talk to him earlier. What, what did he attribute the, the scouting? Where, where's the value that they found to rebuild this D? Well, you know, he said this was interesting, and Bill Polian sort of picked up on it as well. i got to give him credit. You know, he said that you know, midway through last season, by that point, he recognized that Dennis Allen was doing some things differently, and you started to see a little bit of improvement. But there were some things that, clearly made, that made it clear that they needed a, a personnel injection, so to speak. And that's what the, the Saints did with some pretty modest signings. I mean, they didn't break the bank in, in free agency. Instead, you sign a great value signing like A.J. Klein. Well, I mean, that was an amazing one for them to be able to get him because he solidified the linebacker position. You bring in Alex Okafor, who unfortunately is now out for the season, but was pretty darn solid with the pass rush. And then you augment the secondary in the draft. And listen, I, you know, teams, you got to give Jeff Ireland, the director of college scouting, a lot of credit because for the past two years, they've been getting this thing done right. We talk about Alvin Kamara, who, by the way, Bovada now has as the, the front runner to win the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year since Kareem Hunt has gone into hiding. And if anyone has seen Kareem Hunt, please return him to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> they desperately need his services. But, uh, you know, you look at Marshawn Lattimore, who's playing like a veteran corner. You look at Marcus Williams in one of the safety spots. Now they're going to rely on Trey Hendrickson to replace Okafor. They've made so many nice moves. And, in a, and, and you know, you talk about Breeze. I would imagine that ultimately he will be back with the Saints. I'm not sure how long the deal is going to go for. I also don't know if he's going to be willing to give that proverbial hometown discount since he wasn't the first time to keep playing there. But they have retooled this offense to look like the 2016 Atlanta Falcons in a lot of ways. Take advantage of two running backs out of the backfield, a lot of short passes. These guys can run, they can catch, and they take some of the heat off of Drew to have to carry the offense by himself. Hey, I'm looking forward now. We watched the big UCLA-USC showdown last week. USC wins, but Josh Rosen wins the day. Obviously, it looks more and more like the Browns are going to pick number one quarterbacks in the forefront. Jets have been doing a lot of work on Josh Allen. Has anything changed quarterback-wise? Is it still going to wind up being Darnold if he comes out, or could it be Rosen ahead of him, somebody moving up? I, you know, Rosen, I think his, you know, his, his pre-draft interview process will be interesting, to say the least, because he's not a robot, if you understand what I'm saying. 
you know, he's someone that that is going to, you know, not afraid to speak his mind a little bit. And I think that one, you know, just from what I've heard, you know, it might be the type of thing. There might be a coach who falls in love with him. Then again, it could be a turnoff to other teams as well. So I still think Darnold, if he decides to come out, just because there there's so many nice tools there, and you can't put this whole season on him because you know clearly he's he's surrounded by a pretty leaky offensive line. I still think he would be the guy. Josh Allen, I know he's improved a little bit as the season's gone on, but you know we were talking initially a top five pick, and he may very well be. But there's so many mitigating factors right now with this quarterback class. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is now out of play, right? You figure he's with the San Francisco 49ers. Does Drew Brees truly come back to the Saints, or do they reach an impasse and someone says, "Hey, Drew, come play with us for two years"? Cough, cough, Denver Broncos. Cough, cough, and you might be able to win a Super Bowl with us. You know, is Eli Manning on the move, or the Giants going to stick with him? Does Kirk Cousins get into play? Wither AJ McCarron, he's got an, uh, you know, he's filed a grievance to try to become an unrestricted free agent. You know, he'd be out there on the marketplace, someone that could draw some interest. So, you know, there's a number of things, uh, just factors here that are going on at the QB position that make it difficult for me to tell you just high up they'll go. But ultimately, quarterbacks go high. There just aren't enough of them, and teams are willing to risk their futures taking these players because what are their other options? Usually there aren't any in free agency or in the trade market. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, Sirius XM NFL radio host, sporting news NFL columnist, our buddy Alex Marvez. Find him on Twitter, including the Jib Jab GIFs uh, and GIFs at Alex Marvez. I just decide day to day which way I'm going to call it. Uh, Alex, we talked about the train wreck that is the AFC West and everybody falling off. Suddenly the Chargers in contention. They're on the road at Jerry's Palace. Dallas still licking their wounds uh, from a beatdown on Sunday night. Number one, is Smith going to be able to be taped up and just propped up uh, with sticks like he's a mannequin so he can at least be on the field? Uh, and B, you know, can the Chargers still uh, rise up and take this division? Uh, yes, I think they actually can. I mean, Kansas City just has nothing going on. I mean, no juice on offense right now. And, and you know, the defense is – held up, I mean, to a, to a degree, but they're not as nearly as good as they've been. And, you know, the problem the Chargers have is, you know, still being two games back with six remaining. I mean, that's, that's a difficult thing for this team. I mean, it gives them such a little margin for error. I don't know if nine and seven will be good enough to win the AFC West, but they're definitely improving, whereas the Chiefs are regressing, and one has to wonder as well, at some point this season, if things don't start to turn around, do they turn to the to the rookie, do they turn to Patrick Mahomes, and then at that point, is it okay? You're going to play Mahomes, or are we going to get Nathan Peterman type results from from doing this sort sure. of thing? Are we looking ahead toward 2018? Do the Chiefs just realize we don't have enough to this year to get the very far? So let's just play the kid. If we make the playoffs, great, but we understand that we just don't have it all together as a team, and that that does happen in the NFL. So a lot of variables, but I just I like this matchup against the Cowboys this week because, like you talked about, Bosa. Ingram bringing the heat against that beleaguered Cowboys offensive line. By the way, from what my sources tell me, we can we can make fun of Byron Bell or Chaz Green all we want. One of the bigger problems they have is Jonathan Cooper, and he has been as a left guard. He is just short setting. He's not doing very well. I mean, this is just a mess. I mean, on the offensive line with him, and I'm hearing, you know, Jason Garrett. We just automatically assume that you know he'll be back and remain the head clapper of the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm just not really sure. If that's the case right now, he may be falling a little bit out of favor. Just what the what the rumor mill is whispering to me about what's going on in Big D right now as they fade out of playoff contention themselves. All right, Alex, lastly, real fast, last night I made a bold prediction on the show. The Rams don't make the playoffs. Difficult schedule down the stretch. If what happened to them last week continues to happen, they got some very 
unwinnable games coming up. Bold, they don't make the playoffs. Give me percentage chance you think the Rams don't make the playoffs. Oh, I think only about 20%. I, I think they can get to 10 and 6. I mean, you know, the, the thing, too, is, I mean, the, and part of it is just simply because I, I think Seattle's done. I think Seattle doesn't make the playoffs. That's, wow. That, that's what I, yeah. Just you can never go on a Seattle radio station again. <laughs> defense is, the defense has changed. Let me tell you that now. Without without Richard Sherman there, that whole field is wide open. Any quarterback can throw at any part of the field, and you don't have to fear Richard Sherman. You don't have to fear Cam Chancellor with the support that he provides in the running game. And the offense is just too erratic. I mean, it, it's so Russell Wilson-centric, and he's awfully good, and they're going to win some games, but their schedule's brutal down the stretch, too. I mean, they, they actually have a tougher one than the Rams. But listen, we're going to find out a lot about this L.A. team, provided they're out of the traffic that they showed on ABC tonight, uh, <laughs> and you actually get to the stadium by Sunday, uh, you know, against the Saints, because no team in NFL history has started 0-2 and then won their next eight games like the Saints have. So big-time matchup that we're going to see at the Coliseum. On Twitter, at Alex Marvez. That's at Alex Marvez. Sporting News NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio Host. I am appreciated. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Mazel Mazel, thank you so much. See you, brother. Alex Marvez's appearance with us brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll have more NFL in one minute, including three words that are absolute music to my ears at this point. Stay in your lane. No, that's that's four words, actually. Yes, stay in your lane. What are those three words? You'll find out in a minute, but first... Let's check in with Deb Carson, find out what's trending. Well, guys, uh, after sleepwalking through the first half of the game and trailing by as many as 19 points, the Lakers came to life in the third quarter using a third quarter 30-12 to run to get close. And then... This is to tie the game, Julius Randle. He's underneath. Oh, what a great pass. They double up on Julius. Doesn't panic. Gives it to Hart. And ladies and gentlemen... We are tied at 80. And that was Lakers TV from Spectrum. The Bulls have now taken a three-point edge, 83-80. They lead the Lakers with 7.34 to go in the fourth quarter. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting earlier tonight that the Denver Nuggets forward Paul Millsap will have surgery to repair a torn ligament in his left wrist. He could be sidelined for three months. College Hoops, Missouri announced that Michael Porter Jr. will undergo back surgery. He's likely done for the season. He was touted a likely lottery pick in the upcoming 2018 NBA. Draft college football news. The new playoff rankings are out. Alabama number one, Miami up to number two, Clemson and Oklahoma round out the top four, with Wisconsin looking uh, on the outside looking in at number five. And earlier today, the Raiders fired defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. Couple of quarterback bits of news for you guys. Paxton Lynch starting at quarterback for the Broncos this Sunday against the Raiders, and the Vikings confirm Case Keenum will start week 12 at QB for Minnesota. Thank you, D.C. Appreciate it. You bet. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Going to have things Lonzo Ball is better than. Coming up, want to get your thoughts in. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Things Lonzo Ball is better than. So far tonight, Lonzo Ball and the Lakers trailing the Bulls right now. Only game in the NBA tonight, 87-80. Lonzo, five points, nine rebounds, three assists. He is two out of 11 from the floor tonight. So hey, he just hit a shot. Hey, Lonzo Ball at a two. Well, he actually just got off the bench, too. He'd been yeah. sitting for yeah, the Yeah, why entirety. don't you talk some more smack about him so he hits 
Ten more threes. Stay in your uh, Hey, he, he sat for the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. That was where all his points were. He was fresh. That's I mean, smart coaching. LeVar Ball says that's where all his points are. If you just play in the fourth quarter, that's where all his points are. He's ready be. for a big explosive finish. <laughs> no, I don't want to play you one-on-one. <laughs> so things Lonzo Ball is better than. Again, Twitter at how about a fresca. But three words that are magic to my ears, and I didn't think were even possible at this point. Big Ballers Chicken. But is he right? This plays, no, not that, not Big Ballers Chicken. That is three words. It's not that. Big Ballers Barbecue. Those are three words. It's not those three words. I'm so excited. Uh, well, those are three words. It's not Tim Tebow. The He's three, a weapon. That's <laughs> the three words I'm most excited Just about. do it. Way to go, Shia LaBeouf. Running for your life from China. The three words I am most excited to hear that get my heart all a flutter because I saw him on Sunday and I've been just walking around in a cloud because of it. The three words are. And his name is John Cena. All right, it was six words, but it was worth it because that's exactly what I was waiting for, Tyson. I'm going, if I do it one I more time, it. he's going to play the John Cena. <laughs> the three words in. The hunt. In the hunt. In the hunt. CBS does this. Fox does this now with only a few weeks left. At the end of the late games, of the CBS late games on Sunday, they always show, here are your playoff standings as there are right now. They show you the division leaders. They show you who the two wild cards are. And then they show you in the hunt. Okay, well, just a, re, just remember, you know, there's there's a lot of controversy about hunting right now, uh, no, but it, and rules uh, but, and all that. So but you're be, hunting for a wild card. Make make sure you keep it narrowly Listen, focused. We're pardoning. Stay in your lane. No, no, no. We're pardoning turkeys. <laughs> it's a kinder, gentler stay. We're staying in our lane. Oh, we're holy pardoning. cow! We're not shooting turkeys. We're pardoning them. Wow, tight shirt. You know I don't eat turkeys. Yeah, all right. The guy that I know is going to have a tofu bologna sandwich it's on, a, on a, Thanksgiving it's a, Day. It's a tofurkey. It's a tofurkey. And that was a musket. <laughs> Hello, tofurkey. In the hunt, because they show all it, and then on Sunday, every late game they had them at Fantasy Zone, DirecTV, and I'm seeing it everywhere, the Jets are on the in the hunt board. And I never thought at this point I would see the Jets on the in the hunt board. Now, a lot of it is because of this play. Tom Moore, then oh. in Indianapolis, the offensive I thought it was going to be both sides. Yes. 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 Gets hit. The ball is now loose, and it's a worth I've never seen this before, before in my life. life. Watch yeah, this. Yeah. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into yeah. his quarterback. quarterback yeah. He's going to fumble the football. Feels like this is what right? Reggie White used to do to people. Forklift them. And yeah. just lift them off the ground. Yeah. Mark Sanchez not expecting it. And it was the, the backside back of, of Brandon, Brandon Moore. Moore. Yes. They yes, knocked the I ball know. out. Yes. Five years oh, no, Thursday. Dynamite. How do you feel about it? Uh, well, actually, five years today, right? Not, not, not over it. Yeah, but we count Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm, and, I was uh, looking. This was showed up on my timeline, on my Facebook timeline today, where I was finishing up some work for FoxSports.com, and I was drinking uh, coffee infused with a little Patron EXO uh, Cafe. Little, little Is dark. that even street legal? No, not, not in the quantities I was drinking it. Uh, and then I go through, and I, the line was, if nothing else, you get to cap the day with Sanchez, Tebow, and Brady. Should be able to get everyone to gather to watch that one. You know, with this guy. No? Hey, everybody? And then here it is, all these years later, that we're still celebrating Mark Sanchez. 
you know, he can go quarterback for Denver again. Because uh, the offensive line sure. might get backed up into sure. him or we might have a repeat. Sure, <laughs> sure, you're right. You're right. Uh, Is he right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, five years ago tomorrow. Is or, tomorrow? Well, well, it's the 21st, isn't it? 22nd. What did I tell you weeks ago, Jason? I, I know, I know. We're going to celebrate it all week long. I no, know, no, I know. no. Oh, what, the Christmas game between the Chargers and Jets is going to come down for all the marbles. Watch. Oh, yeah, for, for the final final wild card. And you'll It'll, lose like the Jets. Hey, if we come down to the to the Christmas Eve still in the hunt for the playoffs, I've already won. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but then you don't get a QB. But no, we're not getting one well, now you, anyway. you can get a QB. We're gonna you get, get a listen, good one. We're getting Tyrod I mean, Taylor. is still alive. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I don't know how far he can throw. No, but he can kiss. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, if you get points for kissing defensive players in fantasy, yes. All right, if and especially if I can get points for that, I'm in for that league. But being now, in there's the hunt. a new scoring system for the ages. <laughs> and when we're talking you about the kiss scoring. bonus, I get the kiss bonus because he gave love guy, love guy. But being in the hunt, seeing your team in the in the hunt, just makes you happy as we get close to the holidays. I never thought the Jets would be there. Well, I'm but excited. Mine six. is too, though, buddy. This in the how- hunt for the number one overall pick. Yeah, well, that's the, that's a different countdown. That's a different countdown. Well, but it's still a countdown. But I'm talking about in the hunt for the playoffs. I mean, this shows you just how bad that the AFC is. Oh, it's is. terrible. That the Jets, anybody that's four and six is in the hunt. Because I got news for you. Eight and eight is getting in the playoffs in the AFC. At least one of the wild cards will be eight and eight. And maybe both. Because you tell me a team that you think can start going nuts going, oh, man, yeah, I can see them running the table. and, and No, the, you look at the AFC, it is terrible. You have the Bills at 5-5. Five and five. Are they really going to go 4-1? Go, uh, and one? Peterman. No, they're not. Or 5-1, and one, they're not. No, they really the taught Ravens Tyrod Taylor a no. lesson. They'll <laughs> go 5-1 interception to touchdown ratio. Uh, well, they did that last week, actually. I think they did it in the first half. They got ejected. Bills. That's right. But look, you got two teams at 5-5. Five and five. Titans are 6-4. and four. I mean, eight and eight is getting in. You're four and six. You are in the hunt, really. Even the Broncos are still technically in the hunt if Paxton Lynch catches fire. The only team that's not on the in the hunt board is Cleveland. Cleveland still rocks. Yeah, but they're not they're in the hunt. Minus one oh nine in point differential. But I mean four and six, you're really in the hunt. That is really outstanding. The craziest part about it all, real quick. Yeah. The Chargers could host a playoff game at StubHub Center if they win the division. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> There you go. NFL 2017. I'll tell you, the house that LT built could host a playoff game. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Coming up next, things Lonzo Ball is better than. This is Fox Sports Radio. Do you want to play me one-on-one? What's up? Stay in your lane. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It's the holidays. Holiday. Holiday. Holiday, Alex Tyson. Holiday. It's the kinder, gentler, more sedate, more inclusive, more we can figure things out, LeVar Ball. Let's all get together. And let's just stay in our lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not the angry one. This is the LeVar Ball we want. It's, it's, you know, it's the holidays now. You know me, I'm all about positivity and getting people together in 10 minutes to slide over baby hour commences. And in a holiday week, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, The only NBA game going on right now, despite the fact they boat raced the Lakers through three and a half quarters, Los Angeles has roared back to take a 194 lead 
over the Chicago Bulls with 23 seconds left to go. Kyle Kuzma having a huge game, 22 points, 5 assists for the Lakers. Meanwhile, Lonzo Ball, 8 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 out of 13 from the floor, 2 out of 8 from 3-point range. Stop, so, stop stop shooting from three-point range. Well, I, I, I think just stop shooting. But, well, there's that but, Yeah, but they're going to win, so it really doesn't matter. Pile of rebounds. Yeah, well, it still matters. matter with a win. Yeah, but, but now we got to play the game, though. we got to play the game. Oh, Man, I can't you play, play to win the game. <laughs> hey, by the way. You guys have survival? Look, 21.8 seconds remaining, 101.94. Lakers at the foul line. Taco night. Oh, yeah. Tacos! They're going to be tacos. They're going to win. But it's the Bulls. They probably had to do a giveaway. We're going to play things Lonzo Ball is better than. Sweet. It used to be things Jared Goff is better than, but now it's things Lonzo Ball is better than. He's definitely better than the Knicks. Uh, Come on. The Knicks are going to the finals. They're the Warriors. Lonzo Ball is better than a Fresca. Uh, You know, I got to say, how about a Fresca? Fresca is not the greatest thing in the world. I'll say, yeah. But over ice, nice and refreshing. Oh, yeah. And on a hot summer Southern California day, even a hot mid-November day, I'm in. Ryan says, Lonzo Ball is better than four-week-old sushi. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's got 13 rebounds and four-week-old sushi. Once you get to two or three days, old four, yeah, sushi. Yeah, so four I mean, weeks is, yeah. Also known as gas station sushi. <laughs> this is true. Words, to the, words of wisdom from Justin Frostberg as you travel the highways and byways of America. Heading to Grandma's house this week. Lonzo Ball is better than a vegan donut. Let's ask Tyshirt. Yeah, Tyshirt. No, erroneous. Tyshirt, Lonzo Ball or a vegan donut? I'd have to go with the vegan donut. Really? Yeah. Not just because you're a vegan donut guy. I mean, no biased at all. I think you are kind of biased. No. No, you're biased for a vegan donut. Well, I mean, you don't like Fresca, and your name's how about a Fresca? So. Right, but I'm saying I, I can show range. I mean, that's being predictable. It's just not. It's not a good look. All right. Okay. All right. You're going vegan donut. All right. Yes. That's fine. Calbert says Lonzo Ball is better at stealing than his brother. How many well, did he have tonight? Yeah, I, I doesn't matter. It was he didn't great. get arrested. He did not it's get okay. arrested. He did not get arrested <laughs> or ejected. He had one steal on the night. One is greater than zero. Got ejected. There got go. Ejected. It's a victory. Got ejected. Just got ejected. Uh, Ernie says Lonzo Ball is better than the Raiders interception ratio. <laughs> That's a it's fair point. Soon, That's a fair point. Again, one steal. Greater than zero INTs. Oh, uh, Weed Man Trippy, a favorite. We have to bring it back because it was so fun. Yeah. Lonzo Ball is better than the Mike Harmon Show. It's the Mike Harmon Show. Wow. I don't know. What, what would you have on the Mike Harmon Show? Oh, I'd have a lot of tomfoolery, a lot of chicanery, and a lot of greatness to make you laugh and, and forget about life for a while. That's I'll probably my, smoke some meat. That's I not, probably would do that, too. We'd have a cooking section. You have a cooking so, section? Well, because there'd be a video component. I've oh, got okay, big plans right. for the Mike Harmon okay, show. Wow, you're very ready with those big plans. You're like, re- like, do you have a, like, do you have a diagram in your back pocket you carry around? Ready for I aggressive expansion. Right. Okay, okay. Lonzo Ball is better than Jason's Philadelphia accent. <laughs> oh boy, it's not really. Lonzo Ball is a great player, but it's not as good as this. Not nearly. He's not a star. Not Carson Wentz. Not yet. Maybe maybe soon, but not yet. He's not not a star yet. <laughs> Our buddy Woodson says yeah. Lonzo Ball is better than Thanksgiving leftovers spilling in your car's interior. 
and he sent us a picture of his car's interior with beans spilled all over the inside of his car. It's too soon. It's not bro. good for anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's who's a, bringing a bunch of beans to Thanksgiving. I mean, come on, it's not funny. If you got Tyson. a lot of people together. Why not? Besides Tyshirt having his rice and beans Thanksgiving. What kind of Thanksgiving is that? No, it's a, a very vegan Thanksgiving. That's a that's a television show. That's part of the Mike Harmon show. That's one of the offshoots for holiday, holiday, holiday consumption. Oh, oh, that that's what it is. Okay. We but have I'm, a cooking segment, yeah. Look, cooking we're segment. trying to wrap our arms around everybody. Bring everybody you, into the table. You, then you can't have a vegan cooking segment. People are going to go, oh, yeah, yeah you next. Can. No, you can't. We'll make no, like a vegan blueberry no, but, pie. No but, way. but that's not when we're broadcasting. That's when we're narrowcasting in the digital age where people that are looking for such content that are literally hungry for that content that they can find it. I, I, I It's the Mike Harmon Show. Yeah, that sounds like a horrible segment for a show. <laughs> Coming up next. A big story from football that's actually pretty easy to break down, Fox. Final hour of the show, the Yay. Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And as always, if you miss any of the show, you can download the show in its entirety, portions you want to listen to. Right after the show is over, go to foxsportsradio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, download the show, listen to it. Again, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio.com app. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Do it! Before we get into a topic in football that was really difficult a few weeks ago and is not very difficult now, today the biggest news of the day we heard this was coming for a couple of days. David Cassidy, singing television icon, passed away at the age of 67, uh, known mostly for his star turn in the Partridge family. Cassidy was a teen heartthrob and an icon for a long time. He had been admitted to the hospital in organ failure over the weekend, and he passed away earlier today, again, 67 years old. And I loved the Partridge family. I was such a huge when I was a kid, it was already it already been on and gone. Like when because I picked it up like in reruns in the late eighties. You know it was yeah, rewind. Yeah, because it was it was on in you know the early seventies. This is back in the late eighties and early nineties when all the time your reruns were Partridge Family, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch. They were on in syndication everywhere, and Partridge Family was really funny. It had the songs in it that they played during it and at the end. But it was really, really funny. David Cassidy was a great uh, teen heartthrob in that. And I had the biggest crush on Shirley Jones. You're still obsessing all these years later. And and then I found out later Shirley Jones liked to have a good time. And I'm like, wow, man. Round, round, get around, I get around. Leave it at that. You know, if I could have just, you know, star-crossed paths with Shirley Jones and all. But. Well, you're working on time travel. uh, Yeah, I go back back to early 70s for Shirley Jones. That's absolutely for certain. Because, you know, the kid has game. So if there is that, but Partridge family, the music was good. Everybody knows. I think I love you. The big, I mean, it's been played at weddings. People you hear it now. You're all the time. Now it's their big hit. David Cassidy sings it, Uh, but the TV show was, I I can't get over how funny it was. And I, it was, you wouldn't think it would be that funny. You know, it's about a, a family that that's a group of singers or a band. 
And of course, that's where Danny Bonaducci came from before, you know, we had the train wreck Danny Bonaducci. You leave Donnie, Danny into. Bonaducci alone. I got a lot of stories I can pass along. Do you really? Oh, yeah. About, about breaking Bonaducci. About Danny Bonaducci, oh, really? Yeah. You do? I think the last time I saw him do anything was when he had that fight on television against Barry Williams. Barry Greg Williams, Brady, sure. When they actually had the, it was the. The uh, giant oversized bo- yeah, 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 celebrity they, boxing, sure. And then, and then, Todd, then the winner fought Todd Bridges or something like that. <laughs> That's, I think, yeah, that's right. Because Bonaducci beat Barry Williams, and then he went on to yeah, like fight, a round yeah, robin tournament. Fight Todd yeah, he was doing radio in Philadelphia last I, I heard, but oh, I know folks okay. that dealt with him in Chicago. Oh, okay. Many, well, many years. Well, he was here in LA for a long time sure. too, hanging he out with on. Corolla. Yeah, no, and then it was uh, Danny and and uh, 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 Jamie. Jamie and Danny Dude. were on for a long time. Yeah, but. I, I was such a fan of the Partridge family, and it was it's one of those shows, even when you see it now, like, boy, some of these lines, they stand up, they're funny, it's not just the whole cookie-cutter stuff, and it's just iconic. Oh, it's, it was funny, it, it had a lot of elements, music, it, it, basically the Brady Bunch would tap into the music on occasion, but uh, traveling in their giant van... Reuben Kincaid, up to no good. Oh, I like Reuben Kincaid. He was fun. Shyster, but he and Danny Bonaducci <laughs> had had great rapport. Right? That was a good comedic yeah. element to it. And there's little girl Tracy that couldn't do anything but just shake the tambourine. No, like, really? really. But she didn't really shake the tambourine. Nice. Those were all, come on, do it again for the camera. <laughs> come on, we need this shot. And a 70-year-old kid playing the drums. It was like Hanson before, Allegedly. before no. Hanson yeah, was Yeah, but none around. of them were actually playing. It was, no, of course not. It was not. only Shirley Jones and Cassidy. Well, That's it. Shirley Jones sang and played the keyboards. Yeah. David Cassidy sang and played the guitar. And Susan Danny Day went on to become a lawyer. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I like Susan Day, but I was a much bigger Shirley Jones fan. And I kind of like the button nose she had, everything. So really, like now you're going to I know it's a slide over baby yeah, hour, but no. Hey, you're going yeah, down yeah, it. That's what we're But, now. yeah, so. You're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been hearing Partridge Family songs all night tonight. Uh, I think I love you. I'll meet you halfway. We'll get a few more going on. Do remember the life. Of David Cassidy. I mean, everybody knows. This movie, when would they sing this in, uh, which of the Scream movies? Scream 3? When Jerry O'Connell sings this in Scream 3 to uh, Nev Campbell? Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Well, spoil, well, come on, the movie's 10 years old. I, I'm allowed to say that. It's I ten, haven't seen it, Jason. It's ten, you haven't seen Scream 3? No. Really? Really. You haven't seen any Ghostface movies? Scream 2, actually. 2 I've seen. Scream 2. It was right, in well, Scream 2. It was in Scream 2. Oh, okay, then you didn't spoil it. But you don't remember it. That's how I that's how memorable I it was. It, but I oh and I did see that, but I don't remember it. But how did I spoil it if you've seen it but don't remember it? Because you made me misremember it. I don't... <laughs> oh my god! Take that for data. Um, take that for data. <sighs> okay. Relax. So that's where we are. Right now, David Cassidy. Meanwhile, earlier tonight, the new college football playoff rankings came out. Yes, they did. And not a lot of change. A tiny bit of change, but not a lot of change. Alabama's number one. Miami moves up from three to two. Clemson is third. Oklahoma four. Wisconsin five. Auburn six. Georgia is seventh. Something that was so complicated three weeks ago is now incredibly simple. 
because Ohio State and Penn State both lost games we never expected them to lose, and that really threw everything into a tailspin because those teams are not expected to lose again. And now you're talking about adding two more teams with one loss to the mix where you're going to have a couple of teams with one loss in the Big Ten potentially. The potential for anarchy was 70%, but because of those two losses, those are the biggest two games of the college football season were the unexpected losses by Ohio State and Penn State. Because now things are pretty simple. Because four teams, well, five teams control their own destiny. With two games left, Alabama is in with two wins. Alabama is also in with one win and one loss, no matter where it's at. If Alabama, I think they should lose points for, for playing at cream puff. If this past Alabama week, loses one of their last two games, they will still make the playoff. Yep. They, if, whether it's to Auburn this week or to Georgia in the SEC championship game, they will still make it with one loss. They control their own destiny. The Miami Clemson winner controls their own destiny. The ACC title game that's already been set up. Now, again, you could still see something happen between here and there, but if they're both playing in a no-loss Miami team and a one-loss Clemson team, the winner of that game makes the playoff. Oklahoma, with a win and another win, they control their own destiny. And Wisconsin, if they win this week, then they win the Big Ten title game against Ohio State, they are in. So those five teams, and because two of them play each other, they control their own destiny. It's that simple. Now, the teams that need help that could get in, Auburn could get in. They have to win this week against Alabama and then get help other places no team loses. But Auburn still has a chance. Georgia. If Georgia wins their last game and then they beat Alabama in the SEC title game, Georgia's getting in. A one-loss Georgia team that's an SEC champion, they are getting in. There's no way they're not. Georgia wins their last two games. They are in. It doesn't matter whatever else happens. Georgia leapfrogs everybody. Ohio State, I know people want to see a path for them that, okay, they beat Michigan this week and then they beat Wisconsin. That would take Wisconsin out. They could move up. For Ohio State, Things always happen in their favor. I get it because they just live that kind of life in Columbus. Things just happen, and even when things look badly, there's some way where everything falls into place. I don't see that happening. I, there's simply too much that's got to happen for Ohio State with just two games left. Not only winning this week and beating Wisconsin, but you have to hope that Notre Dame doesn't win. You got to hope Georgia does, loses. Next week and then wins again. You got to hope Auburn, you got to hope Oklahoma will have a loss. Miami Clemson, the loser, doesn't drop too far if that's Miami. That's a lot of things that have to happen for you. Now, I get, like I said, things happen for Ohio. Well, just when you count them out, Ohio State makes that run. But that's just too much to ask this year with only two. If there were four weeks left, I would say, okay, things could happen. They could move their way back up. It's just going to be too hard, especially because of the bias against the Big Ten. Nobody wants to believe in Wisconsin. Nobody does. Wisconsin's there because they're undefeated. And they will get a reluctant spot if they win this week and then they win the Big Ten title game against Ohio State. Reluctantly, they'll get in because nobody wants them to get in. The Big Ten is flawed this year. So not only do you have all that stuff to happen, but you have to hope that people now suddenly, okay, I'm now believing in Ohio State after all these wins with all the dust settling and all the craziness that happens. I just think that's too much. Well, what's funny is when you get into the Big Ten, not to, to go my Midwest homerism, but just the idea of the, the fact that you have so much cannibalism in the conference becomes a detriment. Now, certainly when you start talking about recruiting and inherent advantages working off the, the coasts and, and 
itself as the way it has worked. Not that you don't get big recruits at Ohio State or Michigan. I'm not saying that. But in terms of sheer volume, when we're talking about the shark's tooth kind of analogy that we use to the defensive fronts of some of the teams in the SEC versus the one or two standouts at other schools. So when you, you look at Wisconsin, you're, you're talking about the Big Ten as a whole. You've got quality a little deeper than you do in most conferences. Now, it doesn't mean you don't still have an Illinois m- messed in, et cetera, but you look at one of their signature wins was against Iowa, who thumped Ohio State. Well, that's all fine and good until Iowa loses to Purdue, and then it throws <laughs> everything up in the air. That was a right? very big loss. So now the yes. big win on the schedule becomes right, they beat North Northwestern. <laughs> right. That they beat Northwestern, who's streaking and, and heading towards the end of the year on a positive note for Pat Fitzgerald. But for the conference overall, it opens the door. Now, Notre Dame's interesting because they're on the road at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been one of those dream kind of scenarios where they're at least still playing for something meaningful. So if the dominoes start to fall, you, you're never surprised to see them raising their hands. I mean, the most interesting thing this past week was the Newt Rockney uniforms that they trotted out there. But if they can somehow find their way through the mess and enough happens, we got to get Todd Furman on to figure out what the, uh, the odds are for Notre Dame or for Ohio State to break through the mess. That's one hell of a parlay to get all of those circumstances to flow together because we're talking about a number of, of teams falling and you're also talking about margin of victory style points start coming in, you know, and, a, and a not ha- and it. not having a conference title game, right? Which you need to have because this is what Notre Dame would need. Notre Dame would need Georgia to lose in one of the next two weeks. They need Auburn to lose this week. They would need Wisconsin to lose. They would need either they probably Clemson to lose to get to two losses and fall right. down. They would need Ohio State to either lose this week or next week in the in the Big right. Ten championship game because Ohio State would jump ahead of Notre Dame because they would have beaten Wisconsin and Notre Dame has no games to play. Right. So that's what no, Notre Dame needs as much, almost as much, even right. more you get penalized than Ohio State. For, for, it's the out-of-sight, out-of-mind scenario when it comes to the, the last, last impression that you can leave. I don't know why any schools would even think that, oh, we shouldn't have a conference title game. I really don't know why why anybody thought that's a good idea. You're you're not playing a game when other teams are playing to win conferences and impress pollsters. I well, don't and at some point you've got to decide yeah, can't have that. that you're actually in a conference. Yeah, well, that's well, true the too. Notre Dame. Hey, we're in a conference for everything else, but football. You will not touch our cash. Twitter at how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon. We'll have more on the Lakers' big win and the night for Lonzo Ball, which was a pretty interesting one. Coming up in about 15 minutes, but straight ahead, we got big-time quarterback news in the National Football League. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm so excited. Not you, Tim. Or is it you? Maybe. Not yet. Fox. Take off your uniform. Paxton Lynch is starting. Need some quarterback healing. He sounds sexy. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Got some great mean tweets coming your way in a few minutes. It's been a while. Happy holidays. Got some mean tweets. Well, people have to let it out. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know why? Because family has already arrived. and we're- That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> They're already ticked off at something, a cousin, an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, a grandpa. Maybe it's the, why aren't you with someone? Maybe it's, why are you still with that one? <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of stuff going on. Why don't I get cards or calls from the grandkids? I mean, there's a million things that could be at play. So what do you do? You lash out at us. Add how about a fresca? Add swollen dome. Bring the pain. Uh, we'll wait to hear from Lonzo Ball following the Lakers come from behind victory tonight. It it was the only game on the schedule. Lonzo Ball did not have a good night shooting, but the Lakers get the win. This on the same day, LeVar Ball said the Lakers don't know how to coach my son which I told you was coming, and now it is here. But speaking You spoke of, it into existence, I did. LeVar. I kind of – I kind of – I spoke – I spoke him into existence. How about that? But I'm not angry. I'm not the angry stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. No, no, no. Now, to be fair, though, Lonzo Ball in the last two games has 30 rebounds. Yes, got a lot of rebounds. He's taking care of business yes. and cleaning up the glass. So does Ennis Canner. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Rebounds are rebounds. It's Okay. If you pile them up in double-digit fashion, it's, it's, that's good for everybody. We are not the angry stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. No, we are the more serene, sedate, holiday, holiday, holiday. Holiday. Today. And let's just stay in our lane. Just, you know, just stay in our lane. Everybody should stay in their lane. Positivity. So what that's what it? I am, the positivity train. Relax. Stay in your lane. Relax. Paxton Lynch is in in Denver. On a day of time, right? John Elway is... Getting a lot of flack for saying the Broncos were soft, players were not happy. John Elway says, I mean, we're all soft. I mean, the players and the fr- – I mean, all of us. I'm sorry, I'm tamping down controversy because I just can't get the quarterback call right. This is John Elway going to Paxton Lynch. It's a great move for two reasons. Because, number one, you're going to turn the page on him and get a quarterback this offseason. Paxton Lynch is a huge bust. The guy couldn't win rigged quarterback competitions that involved Mark Sanchez, Trevor Simeon, and Brock Osweiler. But you have to see him play because you traded up for him, and he's a first-round pick. So you have to see him play before you can say, okay, we're done with you after a couple of seasons. The second thing is this, is that you're going to get a quarterback in the offseason, right? You're going to go do that, and I get it. You can't draft a guy. You can't draft a guy because you can't get another guy wrong. You were wrong on Osweiler, who you drafted and groomed for five years. You were wrong on him. Peyton Manning retired. Osweiler ditched you. So you said, okay, we're bringing in Mark Sanchez. You bring in Mark Sanchez. He didn't even make it to week one. You had to cut him. Trevor Simeon, whom was just a guy, you elevate to the starting job last year and plays okay. But this year now he stinks. And now Paxton Lynch still. Couldn't win the job. Now it's, well, we have to because Simeon stunk, he got hurt. Brock Osweiler has stunk, and now he waited for Paxton Lynch to get healthy. What you've seen now is with Paxton Lynch playing now is that you can't go down that road again. So you're going to have to get a quarterback in the offseason, and it's got to be a free agent. It's got to be somebody that's had a modicum of success, whether it's Tyrod Taylor, whether it's Eli Manning, whether it's Alex Smith, 
where it's somebody that has done it that can come in because that's the other part of the great news for the Broncos is that they are only a quarterback away from turning this around. They have a great defense, but you lose a lot of heart when your offense can't put points on the board. You have enough weapons offensively. Demarius Thomas is still very good. Emmanuel Sanders is still very good. Your running backs, Devontae Booker is starting to eat into C.J. Anderson's playing time a lot, but it doesn't matter. Both these guys are pretty good. You have weapons. If you get a quarterback, things change instantly. And I mean, no, no team goes from sucky to elite faster with a quarterback than the Broncos. Look, if the Jets got a quarterback, yeah, they'd be okay. You know, they'd be a 500 team, maybe a 9-17 and 17 if they had a really good quarterback. Denver goes to 12-4 and four if they have a quarterback. That's all they need. They got to get it right. Getting Starting Paxton Lynch now is the beginning of their road to find their quarterback. Maybe he plays great in the last six weeks, and it's okay. He's our guy, and now we're building around him for the rest of the season and, and on to the next couple of years. Or you find out he's not, and then you know, okay, we can clear the decks and go out and get our guy in free agency because that's where you have to go get him. Well, and that's the point, is that you're going to have a lot of veterans on the market, not to mention that robust rookie class that you're anticipating. So even if you go down that road and you're looking at second, third round selections, that maybe you find a guy that can come in and at least compete and be part of the equation for you and the next iteration of this team. But when you look at the division, and we were talking about it a little bit before with Alex Marvez, you look at the Chargers. As of now, there's no succession plan for Phillip Rivers. He had a great game this past week, but there are big times where he's No, young Way Koo is going to – Oh, sorry, too soon. Nicely done. But there's been signs this year. There have been games where he's shown every bit of his age. Mm -hmm. Now you look at – Alex Smith, who may be on the move, maybe he goes to Denver, but with Patrick Mahomes there, they've returned to form. They had those big games early on, a bunch of big plays, be it Hill, be it Kelsey. Now they're calling trick plays before the first half. Patrick, I'll tell he you should have gotten fired by the end of the first half for that nonsense. You saw, that was pathetic. You saw Alex Smith against the Giants make some of those god-awful throws that Alex Smith used to make. He has got the entire team is in a complete downward spiral. We talked to Alex Marvez earlier in the show, Sporting News NFL insider. He said, listen, they don't have anything going on. They will go to Patrick Mahomes if this season's getting away from if they feel like the AFC West is getting away from them and the Chargers get closer and they keep losing, they will go to Mahomes. They will say, sorry, we need a spark. And it's not all Alex Smith's fault, but certainly Alex Smith is not getting the ball downfield anymore. They will go to Mahomes. Don't think they're not. They will go to him sooner rather than later if they feel the AFC West slipping away. Well, regress to the quarterback you saw in the past, in the past going for safe, short and intermediate passes. Hell, they're running option plays with Travis Kelsey throwing the ball down the field. What, what is that all about? I mean, you know, you're, you're getting desperate against a bad team, and then we look at Oakland and there's – no stick them. That's it. That's really all I can say. A lot of dropped, catchable passes over the last couple of weeks. So you've got the change there. And when we look at Denver overall, there's there's a lot that still needs to, to change up. you got a really bad offensive line that can't protect whomever's under center. Not to make excuses for Simeon, not to make excuses for anybody else that finishes under center, the over-under being at like four quarterbacks uh, at this point, that – you're, you're looking at two wide receivers that can play in Thomas and Sanders. You still haven't developed a, a functional tight end that can give you downs and pick up big third downs for you during games. And then your third receivers have been terrible. Benny Fowler 
has had a number of shots, hasn't been able to claim that job. So you don't even have that tertiary option to get down, to check down to and work the short game if necessary when the edges are covered. So for Denver, it's, it's the quarterback position certainly solves some of the ills, but they haven't exactly built a monster at all fronts either. If they had a better offensive line, perhaps you could go back to game manager mode when Anderson and Booker would be enough. Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Got some mean tweets coming your way. Yes. More on the Lakers and the night and day that has been with LeVar and Lonzo Ball. But first, let's check in with Deb Carson and find out what exactly is trending besides the Dallas Cowboys in the wrong direction. Oh, I'm that. sorry, Deb, oh, too soon. What are you doing? Was that too soon? Is that a Thanksgiving jab? <laughs> Carve me up like a turkey. Oh, Nicely oh, done. Wow, DC. Alrighty. Well played. I wish I had some bad, like, Mets or uh, Syracuse news to give you, but I don't. <laughs> I do have some Major League Baseball news, however. Braves skirted international signing rules from 2015 to 17, so says MLB. So the Braves will lose 13 prospects, and former Braves GM John Coppolella has been banned for life from baseball. Had some NBA action tonight, just one game. Lakers rallied from 19 down to beat the Bulls 103-94. Nuggets forward Paul Millsap needs surgery to repair a torn ligament in his left wrist. He could miss three months, according to Adrian Warshanowski. Missouri announced Michael Porter Jr., who was to be a likely lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft. He will have back surgery and is likely done for the season. College football, the new playoff rankings are out. Alabama still number one. Miami jumps up to number two. Clemson at three. Oklahoma at number four with Wisconsin on the outside looking in. And some great news. There is a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And finally, some QB news. Paxton Lynch starting for the Broncos this Sunday against the Raiders, and the Vikings say their QB for Week 12 will be Case Keenum. Oh, thanks, DC. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Next up, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Uh, how about some mean tweets? Oh, please. Lonzo yeah, and the it's been a minute. Mr. Teicher, can we have our mean tweets music? Holiday, holiday, holiday edition. Holiday. Of mean tweets. Thank you, Jimmy Kimmel. Mike says, every damn time you play that horse sound, it gives me a heart attack, making me think I ran over a horse in this garbage truck. Where the hell is he picking up garbage? Garbage truck, and he thinks he's running over horses. He's in Deadwood, apparently. It's where he's picking up garbage. I run over a horse in my truck. Well, if he puts in a secondary processing unit, he can be the purveyor of horse meat sandwiches. (laughs) And it'll save him a trip to the grocery store or the drive-thru. That is right. Just dragging the horse behind him as he finishes his round. Stop dragging my horse around. There you go. Donovan says, I get off at nine, come home, and the fiance asks, are Jason and Mike on? You idiots have a convert. Yes. Yes. How about that? Yes. I like that one. It's... Because of the slide over baby hour, the anticipation. <laughs> uh, Jason, you know, when I type an H into your Twitter handle, it comes up, how about a fresca? But it's anything I type. I type up ho, and it goes right to you. All right. I, I'm okay with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, 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 not at all. Not no at all. shame. No, 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 no. None whatsoever. No, 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 no. Jason, 
When I was in the Navy, a trash truck would drive down the pier and collect wet garbage. When I hear your show, that comes to mind. It's too soon, bro. There's a lot of a lot of garbage truck drivers listen That's to the show. That's all right. Uh, I, it's pretty cool. Late shift, third shift, welcome in. I love you all. It's like you watching a Jets game. <laughs> that is trash collecting at times, absolutely. Jason, every time you sing awful 80s music makes me want to mortally wound myself. Wow. That's, I mean, really? Because of singing? That's yeah, hard. we just became best friends, dude. I don't even know you. <laughs> Is this burning an eternal flame? See, I was Sing- listening to Cheap Tricks on You're the flame earlier. Larry. You know, I, I, on Fantasy Zone last week, I got to sing uh, Against All Odds, Phil Collins, but we changed the lyrics because Jimmy Graham, Against All Odds, is playing well now. So that's nice. what's killing the NFL rating. <laughs> and remember when Phil saw it all. <laughs> so take a look at Jim now. Jason, I bet you smell like wet dog and feces. Sometimes. No. I'm allergic to dogs. I can't Especially smell like after wet dog. you got dumped out of that garbage truck. No, I can't. No. I so although Pick I garbage truck one or garbage truck two. I kind of feel like I have a superpower though when How about it comes that? to because I could walk into a house and immediately know if a dog lives there, especially if it's a wet dog. I walk in, I smell wet dog, right? Boom, that's it. It's a superpower. I could tell right away. I, that's okay. Your allergies overtake you. <laughs> here, let's walk him in. Was there ever a dog here? You're the perfect one for a landlord or somebody that that's running a building. <laughs> All right, have they had pets in here? Yeah, we can find the hell out of them. You're a wet dog specialist. <laughs> a wet dog specialist. That's right. Oh boy, Jason Syracuse still sucks, and so does your Berman impression. Seriously, you don't even try anymore. All you say is TJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said. Ed. Uh, TJ. <laughs> hey, Mike Harmon, been listening to you and Dan Beyer on Fox Fantasy Sunday show for a while. You guys are awesome. And I guess How About a Fresca is cool as well. There you go. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm That's not cool mean well. at all. I love you. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, and Outfishing says, you are arrogant, annoying, demeaning, Half the time, completely stupid. I'm sorry. I cannot deny your predictions half the time, though, sir. I respect your sports opinion. So, thanks? I guess. Am I, hey, take am the I, win. Am I thanking Take him? the win, do a victory lap, and remember the, you know, recency bias. You finish <laughs> with a compliment. Arrogant, annoying, demeaning, half the time, completely <laughs> Rosberg stupid. Rosberg looked t- ticked off. He liked the beginning of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. his countenance really changed as it... He was, the he was trying to, fi- line. trying to figure out a way to stop it. Uh, let, me stop that. let me stop that right there. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Or you, just type an H. Yeah, or just type an H. Whatever comes up, just tweet to them. All you do is say, DJ. Uh, so the Lakers win tonight. They come from behind to beat the Bulls in a game the Bulls had dominated for three and a half quarters. Yep. Kyle Kuzma plays great. Not a great night again for Lonzo Ball, but the Lakers get the win. Ball struggles to shoot, as he has just about all season long. But his stat line, 8 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 out of 13 from the floor, 2 out of 8 from 3-point Plus range. 14. He's plus 14. They got the win tonight. They got the win. And that's, that's great. Lonzo Ball, 3 for 13 from the floor. This 
On the same day, LeVar Ball criticized Lakers coaching, saying that the team is too soft on Lonzo. They don't know how to coach him. Only I know how to coach him. Well, sure, you have to be aggressive and angry at him in the coaching phase, which is what the NBA is all about these days. Yeah, yeah. because there's lots of coaches that'll just every guy disciplinary. That is right. He said they're soft on Lonzo, and they don't know how to coach him. I know how to coach him. I tell him, go get the victory. Stop messing around. I said this was coming. I told you the next iteration of the LeVar Ball-Lakers relationship is he is going to question the coaching. He's going to question Luke Walton. Now Luke Walton's going to be answering questions about this every single day. What do you think about this? What about this? What about this? Soon it's going to be the players. If the Lakers don't start winning more, it's going to be the the, the right players aren't around Lonzo. It's going to be everybody's fault but Lonzo Balls. And the Lakers, this is where they fail to understand the bed they've lain in. Lane. Lane. Lane, which is the right way to use it. The bed they've lain in with LeVar Ball. They still think of him as a dad. Luke Walton even said it tonight before the game. We're not worried about what someone's dad thinks. He's not a dad. If he was just a dad, I get it. He's someone's dad who's mouthing off, and okay, someone's going to get five minutes of talk, and then they're done. But LeVar Ball's a media presence now. The guy's a star in his own right. You can love him or hate him. You can think he's a good dad or a horrible dad. Father of the year. But the guy, what he says, makes news. He provides content. People listen to him whether they agree or disagree with him. He's not somebody's dad. And the Lakers have never realized that. Magic Johnson said it. Adam Silver said it. Oh, they well, the LeVar Ball will calm down. He's, you know, he's someone's dad. Magic Johnson said, oh, we're not worried about someone's dad. It's our relationship is with Lonzo Ball. They have completely underestimated him. And I said from the beginning, don't do it. Don't underestimate him because that's going to be your downfall. And now watch. If the Lakers don't win, Luke Walton's getting fired by Christmas. If the Lakers don't win, now it's going to be the players are going to go, hey, Lonzo, why is your dad talking about me, man? And the reason it's going to be a big deal in the locker room is because Lonzo's got a close relationship with his dad. So who is Lonzo listening to? When it comes to the Lakers, he's listening to Luke Walton, the team, or is he listening to his dad who says, I know how to coach Lonzo. You know LeVar is telling him, go do this. It's like when coaching a little league. You know, I coach girls soccer, and I know during a game when a girl does something, that's something her dad told her to do, and it's not something that I or one of the coaches told her to do. You can- it's something he told, he told her to do because oh, you should do this. And now we have seven people doing one thing and one doing another because their dad told them that. Yeah, but that this could be good. NBA. Yeah, but that could be good misdirection See, in I kids' can... so- soccer. Why Come on. All, why is she all the way down at the other end doing cat's cradle in the net? I don't know. Maybe your dad told her to do it. But I get it in Little League. This is the bleeping NBA. And you have to wonder, is Lonzo Ball going to listen to his dad or listen to the Lakers? Yeah, but if he was listening to his dad, he'd be aggressive. It wouldn't be hanging out at the three-point line. <laughs> Right? No, because that's what his dad's talking about. It's like, go get the W. Go grab the W. Go go after. And hanging out at the three-point line, shooting two of eight, is not, at least in my estimation, what LeVar Ball thinks Lonzo should be doing. Because he's not taking it to the rack. Certainly isn't doing here. You had Caldwell Pope finishes with 21. He had a great fourth quarter. Randall finally got working 10 and 10 on the night. He actually got the post-game interview. Uh, when you look at the Sportsnet live kind of broadcast. But when we we look at this game, it shows you the Bulls are terrible. But the, the Lakers get to 8-10, and 10, still hanging around, and Luke Walton is going to have criticism from LeVar Ball all season long. There's no question. 
But right now, the locker room has his back. We'll see if that can continue. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, trust me, this is just going to keep getting worse. I told you so. You're saying he's going to get ejected? I told you so. (laughs) Coming up next, our play of the night. And since it's Tuesday, our waiver wire pickups and fantasy for this week, Fox Sports Radio. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Go to Geico. And in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. I'll fry that turkey. I'll fry that turkey. Good. Is this the song you play on the jukebox as you head into the local bar to meet up with your old high school buddies? Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Here here he comes, dancing up the Wednesday. I'm telling you, the Wednesday night, tomorrow night is the biggest bar night of the year. Everybody gets back from college for like the first time, and it's like they all go out. Yeah, how's college with you? Good. How's college with you? Good. How's college with you? Good. Let's go out and just drink. That's tomorrow night. So what you're saying is get yourself out to a watering hole and watch the festivities. <laughs> and watch the underage and watch the drink. Wait, watch what? Who? Keelan sent an email, uh, a text rather. Sorry, I'm sorry, a tweet. Neither text, of those tweet. two things. It's a tweet. You're drunk. I, I am so far, as far as you know. Allegedly. Jason, after I get off work at night, your show is both the high and low point of my day. We <laughs> do it all. We do it all here at Fox Sports Radio. There's no stone oh, left yeah. unturned. Dickens got nothing on us. Best of times. <laughs> it's the worst of times. Uh, we'll have our waiver wire pickups for you because it is Tuesday night coming up in a minute. But first, it is the play of the night. And, yes, it wasn't a great night for him, but they did get the win. And also we do play the things Lonzo Ball is better than game. So when that happens, well. We'll give you the play of the night. Tom Moore, the oh. Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play, play here. here. And then Sanchez gets hit. The ball, ball is, is loose, loose and it's alive. I have never seen this before in, in my, my life. life. Watch yeah. this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore, Moore back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people forklift them and just lift them off the ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it. And it was the backside, backside of, of Brandon, Brandon Moore, Moore yeah. that knocked the ball, ball out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, actually, well, later on today, the fifth anniversary of the butt fumble. I'll celebrate it all day. We are going to celebrate it. I might recreate of- it. We- I might go to one of those bar events that you're talking about tomorrow night as everybody comes home and say, hey, here's what I'm envisioning. Let's <laughs> see if we can get this together. There are men. We're going to recreate the butt fumble. I'm going to be Sanchez. You be Brandon Moore. You be Vince Wilfork. And you be Steve Gregory, who picked up and ran it in for a touchdown. Okay, ready? Break. I don't want to be Mark Sanchez. Can Armin eat a burrito first? <laughs> and the backside of Mike Harmon. This is what Jason Smith used to do to people forklift them. It's too Five soon, years bro. gone by. There are many plays that will forever live in. NFL lore. Oh, yeah. The catch. Yep. Lynn Swan Super Bowl catch at midfield against the Dallas Cowboys. The Mike Jones tackle at the end of the Rams-Titans Super Bowl. Many plays. Sure. This highlight will... Panning on third and ten. He fires, and the catch is made by Cruz, who breaks free. This is not an anniversary. 
Hector Cruz Cruz is going to take it all the way, tying an NFL record. No, all the way. yards from Manning to Cruz. That's kind of a big deal. Kenny Albert. Nothing will outlive the butt. Not even that. People will forget about that. I'll never will. People will forget about that, and it will be the butt fumble. It will be the butt fumble. You're going to see NFL Network 7, and it's going to be all in, in 80 years from now. And remember this play from 2012, all the way back in the early aughts of the century. Well, not quite the aughts. It was 12, not in the aughts. And people will still know that play. This one will be close, though. With the 39th pick in the 2013 NFL Draft, oh. the New York Jets select Geno Smith. Quarterback, West Virginia. I did this first interview. First interview Geno Smith did in the NFL was he came on with us at Fox Sports Radio. Your fault. I did the interview with him. Like you say, I cursed him, I guess. That might have happened. Uh, You've waiver- been cursing him ever since, too. <laughs> waiver wire pickups for this week in the NFL, fantasy-wise. Obviously, do I pick up some AJP, Ryan? Yes, of course you do. But a couple of other guys you have to go get. If you're not on the Josh Doxson bandwagon, get on it. Get out there and see if he's available. He's available right now in over 80% of leagues. He is becoming the Redskins guy. Pryor's on IR for the year. His role is growing every single game. Also, go get Devontae Booker. The Broncos are trying new things. He is eating into C.J. Anderson's playing time. He is outperforming him. They will go to Devontae Booker. Maybe not in a role this week, but by December, you'll be able to play him as an RB2 or a flex every week. Go get Devontae Booker. Crowded mess in the backfield for Philadelphia, but everybody plays. Everybody wins. Corey Clement, 29 touches the last three weeks, including three touchdowns. And you're looking at the idea against this Bears defense. They'll wear them down. He'll have the ball quite a bit. Opportunity for a flex play. Brandon LaFell, 15 targets in the last two weeks, 132 yards and a score for Cincinnati, owning only 5% of leads. My last show of the week. You'll be here all week with Yes, sir. Please stay safe. Eat well on Thanksgiving. Party safe. Whatever you want to do. And remember the butt fumble on Thursday. Ben's next. To have a great Thanksgiving. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.